Thanks, y'all, for joining me for this episode of the Hip Hop Humble Podcast. Once again, I'm just always blessed with so many dope artists, but this time, this is some legendary shit right here. I'm sitting, we're here right now in the studio with Eli Fowler and Mika Sun. What's up, y'all? What's yeah. up? Thanks hey. for having us up. Hey, I really, I'm really appreciative of you guys' time. Because, yeah. uh, you know, I know you guys are busy out there down in Soham getting some dope shit done. So, you know, thanks for coming up. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Glad to be here. You know, we had to make it happen. Uh, we've been we've been planning this for a minute, you know, coming back and doing a second one with me and bringing Meeks in, you know. So Appreciate I'm glad we that. can make this happen. That's right. Yeah. yeah. You guys will remember the episode that I did with Eli Fowler. And so since... There's been an album drop, and we're definitely, obviously, going to get into that. Mm -hmm. And um, whatever else you guys want to get into, I definitely want to talk, um, since we got Mika Sun on the podcast, I want to talk about some of the history that, you know, um, that hasn't been discussed yet on the podcast, because there's been a lot of stories that kind of cross, uh, you know, uh, pollinate between, like, you know, Mr. Brian Swislow comes, you know, he's mm -hmm. talked a lot about the things that have happened in the community, but the stuff that you haven't talked about, um, I'd love to hear on the pod. Yeah, I mean, mostly just coming up back in the, the sub-sab days with, with Swizz, you know, was uh, quite the quite the thing for sure. We, uh, you know, we used to just play some super dope shows. Swizz had that, the band Nucleus, and that was, that was really a big, uh, you know, just a booster for me and just confidence and things. And Heck yeah. Now, like, Nucleus, now that was before Subset. Yeah, that was a, a band from uh, New York, I think. These guys were, and yeah, they were around for days, and then they had invited Swizz, so, and we were... Rolling with him, making songs. And Dope. Swizz is always like, you know, ma making fucking music happen, live music. So mm -hmm. I was just like, all right, you're going to be doing some, some dope live shit. So Heck yeah. That was one of the first dope things. Other than that, I mean, I don't know. What was it like in the sub-sab days, bro? You know, like uh, when you guys were, um, you know, because you've, so you've lived in Southern Humboldt uh, for how long, can I ask? I was born and raised down there, out in the hills and th things. So, yeah. So, oh, dope. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, representative. That's what's up. Yeah. I'm somewhat interesting. Yeah. Just getting thrown into the music life with some some legends and yeah, I was just always down to you know work on the craft and we were just came up doing you know a lot of house parties and stuff. This guy was you know always game for. Whatever, really. So, yeah, a lot, hell of, yeah. a lot of good times back in the day with yeah. all the, the so home crew. Yeah, it was yeah, just like yeah. it was real homey vibe. And, mm -hmm. That's what's up, you know. And and again, like you you said, Swizzlo. You know, I know Swizzlo's kind of like this, just glue that holds a lot of different you know bands and people together. And so it's just from a lot of his different work, just fostering music in the community for so long yeah. that um, collaborations like I think you know like. Humboldt County Freestyle Kings and Subsap. Were you a part of Humboldt County Freestyle Kings? No. Okay. This guy was. I mean, yeah. My buddy uh, G Bob, too. G Davis. Mm -hmm. yeah. Shout out to so, G Bob. Yeah. G, G Davis is. Been, still doing been, it. Been rocking. Yeah. Still doing a lot of production and stuff. So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, he's one of the homies who started just building musically with. And yeah. Um, so that was definitely a. Like pre, 
pre-subsub type of like band that we chilled with a lot and definitely kind of uh huh. G Davis being part of the Freestyle Kings and then my little stint into the Freestyle Kings, you know, the, they were so gracious to let me have. Um, definitely solidified kind of the the vision that we were all collectively trying to right. bring to life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then yeah. we were really fortunate to link up with Swizz at the time that he was linking up with the Nucleus. And, you know, those guys were, again, gracious enough to come into the fold and, and just back us doing the songs that we had written in high school. And it was just, you know, we were really fortunate. And then, of course, you know, Tucson, Jubal Sherman was, you know, one of the pioneers of the Freestyle Kings, one of the leaders of that band. And uh, shout out to Jubal. Shout out to Jubal. And then Tucson. after Subsab, Tucson and Mika Sun would go on to make the Sun vs. Sun album. Mm-hmm. You know, so it all kind of came full circle. Yeah. yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. Yeah. Just a lot of homie connections there mm-hmm. yeah for sure the sun vs. sun album was yeah again you gotta give a shout out to just one too is mm-hmm. uh, he was on the show too right yeah he sure yeah, was right. yeah j1 so he's j1 again obviously. part of the freestyle kings like it was it all came pioneered the the same type of movement i guess is like a Bash. type of type of humble hip-hop that was you know needing to get brought out Mm-hmm. brought out from the the depths you know that's yeah. it that's it something something different so yeah that's what we've been trying to create like if you listen to the freestyle kings a lot of those were you know it was a when you went to a freestyle king show you'd see the live band recreating the album and that was like what we wanted to do you know, we, we need we need we want to record these songs and then we'll have the live band come together and bring it to life so we can perform it live. The goal was always like, let's perform this live. Mm-hmm. Let's get this on stage and rock this shit. Right. And then, you know, that's why the similarities between that band and Subliminal Sabotage are gonna be, <clears throat> you know, like the drum beats by Swizz and Just One, the melodies by Swizz and Just One, you know, their collaboration together, and then percussion and, and beats and melodies by G. Davis, and these, this fusion of these three musicians that yeah. went on to create the sound of Subliminal Sabotage, and then 20 years later went on to create the write-up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Yep. So we, we, we had this vision when we were kids of, like, this is what music can do. Like, we can you know, build these relationships and build this friendship on this shit mm-hmm. and this foundation. We could be brothers through this. We could do that. Yeah. We never had that conversation. This is just something we knew, you know? And now 20, 30 years later, that's what we're rocking. Yep. Still making music. Still, yeah. Yep. Still trying to rock out for the people, you know? Make, yeah. Make something dope. Yeah, hell yeah. It's like, it's a constant. Yeah, the write-up album was sick. I know we're not there yet. We'll get into it, but the mm-hmm. write-up album was that was fire. Right? Yeah. I mean, that yeah. was a again that was post subliminal subsab was a. It was only you know a good three four years, but in those three or four years, we did a lot. Mm-hmm. We got a lot done, and we made a, a great impact, and we had a lot of fun doing it with a lot of great musicians that came in and performed with us, and and you know stuck by us and gave us gave us a certain amount of credibility that we probably wouldn't have gotten out on our own, you know, um, in like True. the musicians sphere in the music scene, you know, playing with Swizz, playing with the nucleus, playing with Chris Boa, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, and, and just one and, and all the connections that he makes in the DJ scene. So, you know what I mean? 
it's yeah. all about those connections and those relationships that we've made that we're really fortunate to be part of that. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's kind of what we, the mantra that we remind ourselves, which is what the write-up was really all about, was like, hey, let's remind ourselves about, like, let's celebrate the fact that we actually accomplished just staying alive and staying sane and, and still representing this music. Mm-hmm. You know, let's, let's define success ourselves, hence the write-up. I mean, me and Mika, we go back, before and before Subsab, we were just doing any house party we could, any sound system we could, doing anything we could, just because that's just what we knew how to do. Yeah, you know what I mean? Just rock the iPod at a house party or something, just like, right? Hey, we're we're here. We're down to down to roll out a few songs or whatever. You know, we're hell yeah. Yeah, out in the middle of nowhere. Oh, ox cord will plug in, do a few songs, and it'd be you know, be lit. Yeah, some yeah, we, some we cool did that at a house party in our like you said, you're just keeping it going, kind of. You know, you know, it's not 100 percent planned out type of show, but Mm-mm. we had some some songs, and it was just kept building like that too back in the day. Like even from just even homies that you know, I don't know, just used to you know freestyle, and you still see them in freestyle, and it's just like, oh yeah, yeah. A lot of people just just love that shit, and it's like, it's, yeah. it's just a, a cool thing that. I don't know. Hip hop is brought and to some in general, and just I don't know. It's mm-hmm. A fun, a fun thing. It's like all right, yeah, freestyle. Next thing you know, you're writing a song. You know, it's just like interesting yeah. progression in that way of just like yeah, it's some cool hip hop shit to do. Like, it's um, and it's you know, you guys are you know at the forefront of it too, though, because there's a sound that was created around here. You know what I mean? Like I talked about on Swizzle, one of Swizzle's episodes. You know what I mean? Everybody's sound is different, but you know, Humboldt County, it, the music is. I think one of the there's there's some traits to it. It's positive music is is you know there's not there's some other that's not positive, other music that's not positive <laughs> or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's positive music. It's you know the it's there's you know elements of cannabis culture wrapped up in the music. It's, there's certain traits to Humboldt hip hop you know what i mean and yeah, you guys i think were, have been at the forefront of freestyling especially from the humble county freestyle kings days mm-hmm. and what you guys are talking about now like you guys were continually moving freestyling at just at parties moving that energy and the movement forward you well, know freestyle was always a part of what we did especially with mcp in the mix once it was me and mika and paul i mean we were freestyling every day after school in the basement i mean right it, we would do every you know kind of harry mack-esque study of freestyle you could do it was like let's go through the dictionary let's go through the (laughs) atlas let's go through a list of colors let's go through the alphabet let's go through numbers and let's just see how much we can do let's go through food menus let's go through you know i mean just like let's freestyle as much as we can about everything we can and the more specific we got the better we got you know, it's certain little things. Mm-hmm. And I mean, real quick, shout out to Harry Mack. You brought up Harry Mack on the episode you were on on the podcast. Y'all need to check Harry Mack out. He's doing dope things. Did I already you. bring him up? You did. He I must think be, you did. He must have made an impact on me. Because I, <laughs> I just seen another video of him the other day. There you go. You know what I mean? And I just, I love the art of freestyle. I love it when people can right. spontaneously come up with, you know, a poetic sandcastle in a moment and then just watch it dissipate. Yeah. You know? Pretty zen like that. So it is it's very an interesting zen. art form. Like they're just like, ah, oh, there's this little snippet of <laughs> what I'm feeling, and then you know to then perfect that and kind mm-hmm. of mi- mix through song, and that's you know again part of the the journey of that. I guess where I don't know. I guess not 100 percent like speaking, but progressed from that. Like 
freestyling to uh, songwriting and trying to, yeah, just bring something, some dope that we, uh, we could stand behind more. It's like, all right, here we go. Exactly. Definitely for us, we started freestyling. Let's stand behind this a little more. Yeah. Let's, like, let's solidify a couple. Just progressed to, oh, shit. It's like rap oh, with this dude or this guy, and then it's like oh we shit. freestyled ourselves like you were saying idea. before you build these relationships and it's like holy shit you can yeah almost yeah, yeah. like you can yeah put yourself in a vision in a trance that way too uh-huh. just like yeah. all right this is what we're gonna this is what we're gonna do you're like facts I don't know it's interesting so I guess it's a, it's a focus thing trying to focus your your uh, your brain and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get yourself to the next next level. It's some sort of training, I guess. I don't yeah, know. and Paul was always, you know, Paul always had a knack for it. The way we kind of described our trifecta as MCs for Subsab was like, I was a stage clown. You know, I was like a <laughs> carnival barker. I'd get your attention. Mika was thought provoking, had the deep voice, and then Paul was like the secret weapon. You know, MC problematic. We called him that for a reason. The the kid hook was a line problem. and sinker. Hook line and sinker. He was the <laughs> I don't one. I think we ever said that. But <laughs> when you say it now. Like, he oh, was the one man and he would he would uh kind of was it was no it really was that's a great way to put it he would uh you know he would just blow people's minds especially when it came to to us freestyling and when we would get on stage and because you know it's um and we're by no means like the best freestyle rappers you've ever heard you know what i mean it's just something that we were able to do no in that no time that's not we were we were yeah. really tight and we were also again really fortunate to have this insane safety net of this incredibly talented band behind us rocking right. shit so it's like everything we do is gonna sound fucking great because we're rocking with you know you're, the yeah. nucleus you're trading and so you're trading and fours and eights and just Davis. so much going on it's so like, much oh, going this on. guy can do mm-hmm. you know all of a sudden do and his mike thing lee, and then yeah well, shout out to mike lee rest in peace yeah wow for real for real I was I was I I wasn't sure if you guys wanted to and you definitely don't have to of course. But um was was there anything that you guys wanted to like talk about concerning um like Mike Lee, you know, cuz I I know that like again, Swizz has hit on a few things. Mm-hmm. You hit on some things when you were on just one, I think might have touched on Mike Lee real mm-hmm. quick. What would you guys uh, if if you wanted to say anything? I don't know if we ever actually sat down and we were like, the write-up album is going to be for, you know, a Remembrance of Mike Lee album. I think it just kind of came about that way, where it was like, we've got all this stuff, you know. Yeah, it, just, it kind of wrote lines. itself, yeah. They're looking through these beats and mm-hmm. some of them we'd already chosen. And then it's like, oh, he did something on that or whatever, you know. It's just like, oh, yeah. shit, he was like, he was like a glue that you didn't even, right. I don't know. But at the same time, when you listen to like, the Mika Sun uh, strategic vision, you listen to my old stuff, a lot of our music is oriented around friends that we've lost. That's the energy we bring to the table is remembrance. That's one of our, you know, that's one of our tools for when we're writing. We use that as a tool. It's like, you know. Um, and so to to have those beats and then to write those songs is just kind of a natural progression. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's why they're not necess- it's not like a sad album, but it certainly has a, an element of remembrance to it. Yeah. Um, and we had been going through a lot. So it was like the fact that that album can bring about Mike Lee's memory intentionally or otherwise, I mean, that's that's just kind of a gift that came with it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That just came about. We're like, oh, man, that's pretty. 
Yeah, he was, but he was a big part of the whole, like the whole history of the the band. And just like I said, it was like, of course, like this is what's this is what it is. This is the the foundation of how this shit all pushed forward and through. It's just like, okay, this is, you know, this one's for Mike, like for sure. Like, why not? And you know, it shows you like you you always like you were kind of saying it's like life is short or whatever. It's like okay, let's get one get one done for Mike, something, something that's, you know, can keep pushing that style forward because he would, you know, you know, he was all about it. That, that he was fucking, all about it. I don't know. Yeah. That spirit, that rebel music, man, that, mm-hmm. like, move your shit. So we're just, yeah, trying to keep it moving, keep moving a, a culture forward, I suppose. And, yeah, it's dope that what you're doing, too, is, like, a whole other, like, Huge thing, and it's like, oh shit! Mm-hmm. Like, hey, a, lot, a lot, a lot of uh, cool shit to just be like in remembrance of, like, oh shit! Right, like, exactly. there you go. It does, like you're saying, music is is interesting. It's yeah, it goes, hits a lot of different places, and bounces around. And you're like, oh shit! Like, right, it's cool. Like that, get, that's you know? what's cool. Getting invited up here, like, of course, this guy's always the one motivating me. Like you said, I'm just fairly elusive, just trying to just do my thing kind of studio studio gangster kind of guy so you yeah can, you could probably relate it just... that's how that's how to do it with music man though you don't want to be too accessible you know you don't want to no, be I mean, too it's all changing me. it's whatever yeah <laughs> that's me mr accessible but, hey you know somebody everybody runs their brands differently you know what yeah. i mean but that we've talked i've talked about that on this podcast with other people where especially now in the social media age there's you know there's this kind of thought about like scarcity and how how do you want to put yourself out there mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's, everybody does it differently it's dope Take on, you know yeah i don't know yeah on social media is just like I don't know. I just always want to be creative. It's a lot of it's a lot of work to be creative on everything. And it's like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. I don't just want to put a bunch like you said, just want to put out random stuff. I'm like, oh, get stuck in trying to really get something creative out there. So Right. I mean that's the ultimate goal. We we started doing this in a time when we were making burning CDs at home, pulling apart jewel cases, putting them together. You heard mental case. It was the same exact thing in Soho. Mm-hmm. This is what we were doing to get our <laughs> songs out there, to get ourselves out there. Mm-hmm. Not right. in any way to be like, we're going to sell these CDs and we're going to make a bunch of money. But it's like the more people hear us, the more people are going to come to our shows when we perform. Because the goal is always to perform live. That's always what we're facing. You know what I mean? That was always the end game. It was like, where are we going to perform these songs at? Mm-hmm. So the drive of that, like, you know, and then to go back with what you're saying about, like, remembrance and Mike Lee. And we write these songs for our homies because we believe, you know, you die twice. You die when you die and you die when your friends stop saying your name. So we make those songs. We say his name. Then people hear him. We get to come on here on the podcast and talk about him. More people keep talking. And that story continues. You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. And that's right. just a tool we've 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 learned to you know to cope, right? Straight In up, some ways, yeah. yeah. And that's uh, that's why it's always it's always in there, you know. It's, oh shit! It's it's always in there. It's, it's always part a part of, the, of it. Almost every single the song journey. we have so has like, a line about our friends. Right, that was every single one. Either about. me or Mika says something about the past or the homies or the family or the future. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What, no matter what song it is. Yeah, that's, that's just that's, that's just the bedrock. That's something with just me and Eli's music too. It's like it's just 
it's a weird kind of just connection because we've just had so many of the same homies and the same shit. It's just like we can just like come together on some shit kind of serendipitously and just be like, oh shit, here's mm -hmm. like same, 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 but different. Like, same, right. same, but different. And then it's so that, that always kind of works for better like, or worse. Right. For better or worse, of course. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, for better or worse. But, but it does work out like that. You know, somehow we always land relatively on the same page. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I definitely, I, I, li I, li I personally have res respect, more respect, I'd say, for people that operate like you guys that are, you know, more wanting to remember the homies, you know what I mean, and show respect for the, you know, what, what they've done, you mm -hmm. know what I mean? There's a lot of people that, you know, there's, I think that's this, you know, there's this interesting thing now, whether it's just with young people, and I don't want to see it, there's this interesting thing now, as hip hop is now, not just hip hop, it's a, it's a large part of pop culture, and it's a mm -hmm. large part of what kids see and how they mm -hmm. interoperate and everything, right? And so that there's this kind of energy now that we've, we've strayed away from showing respect to the elders, the people that have paved paths, the people that have done the right things and, you know, and really fostered a lot of things. We've moved away from that. And now it's, you know, these kids are more, just, let's, let's forget that. Let's just be disrespectful. Mm -hmm. And so I, I'm, I'm from the opposite camp, man, whether I'm only 38 years old, you know what I'm saying? But I'm like, I'm always talk, thinking in the same method as you guys are talking about of showing remembrance and showing mm -hmm. respect to people, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, right. Well, we, we got to pay homage. I mean, that's, like you said, we're not the... We're not the ultimate dopest in any way. We're just fucking repping our shit. So it's like, <laughs> got to pay homage to pretty much every little piece of it. So it's, mm -hmm. The people that yeah, have let the, the people that, you know, that you're just like, damn, it's, you know, you might not think it's a lot, but when you start thinking back on it, you're like, damn, it's a lot of different people just keep you, keep you moving forward on it. So mm -hmm. it's crucial. And yeah, big ups to everyone on all the all the albums i've been on you know there's a lot big ups to fucking abdi hussein out there in the world and you know it's like what the hell it's, it's crazy mm -hmm. and that full on the, on the album little so hum and you know it all comes back down just little little trinkets of just i don't know i guess it's a yeah a t again like a teaching yeah i don't know all right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Each one, teach one, and just keep, keep building. Them. Yeah, that's a, it. A thing, and I don't know. Again, no disrespect to anyone who's just out there trying to, you know, be creative in any way. It's, I really, you know, I appreciate a lot of the shit that you said. It is more like just egocentric and like that too. It's like, mm -hmm. That's dope too. Yeah, but we're kind of just on a different tip, at least in in what we do, we we do, especially when. Me and he get together, but in general, I don't know. Yeah. You know, some, of my, some of my shit, yeah, it's a little more political sometimes, but that's just something I try to be on, just. Yep. Because, you know, so. It's good to be worldly minded, you know. Yeah, just. It's fun. You got to find your balance, but, you know, definitely got to be, you yeah, know, it's cognizant of what's going on. Timeless, too. timeless yeah. art form, too, just like, you know, balance and shit, mm -hmm. balance and powers. It's just like always kind of works in, in weird ways with just throwing together rhymes. So. Something I've always, you know, and yeah, back to MCP too, he was always like, just fucking revise your shit. And, mm -hmm. You know, 
you can fucking get on some cool shit. And especially yeah. with like, yeah, trying to be more, like you said, worldly and, you know, putting together these crazier concepts. It's like, all right, let's, uh, let's yeah, expand and try to, you know, read up on some of this shit, whatever, you know. So I don't know. I'm sure that's what most people are doing, but that's, you know, a big part of what, what I'd be doing, just, you know, trying to expand the, expand the brain and keep pushing forward some, some new thoughts, some new new ways of being and shit. Mm-hmm. Hey, to be real about it, that's hip-hop. Mm-hmm. Like, exactly what you're explaining right now, that's completely hip-hop. You know? Yeah. I mean, being being alert about what's, uh-huh. what's going on around you, you Growth know, implementing it. expression mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. That's... It's art. It's art project, I suppose. It's, just, it's the yeah. art project of life, right? I mean, and yeah. so we're just here, you know, doing what we... This is just like a vehicle <laughs> that kind of landed in our laps, and we were like, "Yo, let's let's work towards earning this," you know, and just what we've been trying to do That's for the last twenty five years, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I really liked hearing something that you said a few minutes ago, Eli. I think it's something that folks need to listen to when they're hearing this podcast, you were saying the goal for you guys was always to perform live. Mm-hmm. That's something that when I, when I heard that, like I, and I think about what just in general, I ain't talking about anybody in specific, you know, I'm just saying in general, what the MO for whether it's younger artists or artists that are out there, it's, you know, the, the goal is more like, well, let me, let me make music. Let me make the music. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But you guys had a different goal. You, you guys were already just collaborating so much and there was so much chemistry. You guys were already making a lot of music and being wordsmiths and freestyling. You'd be able to just on the fly, whatever with whatever beats coming up. It's yeah. a different element of things. Yeah. And there's, you know, there's no wrong way to go about it. You know what I mean? Anytime I that there's any sort of artists that are like this is the rules for how you do this i'm like no i don't believe in that <laughs> just because we were like we want to perform these songs doesn't mean that's the way that we think it needs to be done we don't hold ourselves up to a higher <laughs> standard because of that you know what i mean we don't compare ourselves that's just our story you know yeah. what i mean if you go if you're like i have such a prolific brain that i'm going to go into the studio for the next decade and make a thousand albums fucking go for it dude rock and roll like i I love it. Totally here for it. This just happens to be our path. You know what I'm saying? That's it's that simple. <clears throat> that being said, like we were really fortunate to grow up in Sohum where per- the performing arts was kind of a big deal. Where we had like, you know, Feet First and and uh the Redwood, you know, the um every year we'd have the San Francisco Mime Troupe would come up, we'd have different performances from different local uh groups and we were just always kind of, you know, around that. A lot of our parents' friends were performers, so we knew these people. They were our teachers when we were kids, you know, so we yeah. knew these people. Yeah. And we looked up to them. They were like our, you know, they were our kind of uh, our mentors and our teachers and our parents, you know. Yeah. And teachers. so that's what we, Most, that was yeah. just the footsteps we followed. You know what I mean? Um, and again, there's no wrong way to, to, to do it. And who would we be to say, this is how you should do anything? 
You know what I mean? It's not on us. We're not referees of life. You know, I'm not here to get in your way. Rock and roll. Um, for you know, I, I'm, I'm here for every MC who, who decides to pick up a pen. As long as you're not like out there harming somebody, whatever it is in your life that you're doing, right? I'm yeah. here to like support or get out of the way, <laughs> right? Is that what Kyle Kinane says? Like, I'm all about it. Like, I'm not. Yeah. So. But it's, it's, it's interesting because it's a different, it shows that it's, there's other paths to take than what people just think this is like, you know, we get locked in these routines of what's expected of you, oh, whether, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. You're expected to like go to school and then like go to, you know, there's like the whole like formula and all that yeah. shit. And if you're outside that formula, certain people might look at you funny and all that type mm -hmm. of nonsense, right? And so there's these formulas and people get locked and stepped into, well, I grew up just like in the... You know, a lot of these kids that are out there right now listening to hip hop, you know, they started to grow up and it's move. It was moving towards the digital age. Right. Yeah. It's it's the landscape has completely shifted. How you absorb music has completely shifted. How you view <laughs> the artist has completely shifted. How you get to know the artist, and how you support that person, and how you you know what I mean. How you compare that artist to another artist has completely shifted. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, all those things have changed. Instant. Yeah, yeah, everything is changed. Everyone's just you get instant access Mo to your moving fast and doing yeah. a lot of stuff like keep, keeping up with the times. Being able that's you know that's on us. Too. You know what I mean? The times aren't going to wait for anybody. So mm -hmm. nothing's going to wait for you. You know, time cares about you the least of anything. <laughs> right? So yep. like, who you know? It's us to like keep up. We're not going to be like the old man on, on our lawns being like, they used to rap one way and now they rap a different way and I don't like it anymore. That's not my role. Right. You know, I'm here to support. I'm a yeah, fan. Bro, um, I like it all. I like it all. Yeah. Um, now, now with that being said, hopefully folks are listening to this and they're like, all right, you know, then I can go out there and freestyle to come out to the Fat Bull Cypher and, and get on the mic. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, yo, especially in this in this digital age, if you're looking at it from whichever standpoint you're looking at it, if you want to get better at your at your craft as like as a writer, as a fan, as a performer, come on out to the cipher. If you want to big up your brand on your social media, come on out to the cipher. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If you're trying to like get some merch out and you're trying to do, you know, actual hand to hand transactions like that, come on out to the cipher. That's your audience. That's your crowd. That's your people. Those are your supporters. That's your family. You know what I mean? The meetup. Yep. Yeah. So I would say absolutely. I mean, a cipher is, is become a, a great hub for that community, mm -hmm. for, you know, the entire humble hip hop community that now exists. Crazy how long that's been going on. It's crazy how long it's been going on. Yeah. You know, shout out to Knack One. Almost ten yep. years. Shouts out to Knack. Big ups to the man. That's he's been he's feet. been freestyling nonstop since that first cipher ten years ago. Seriously. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's how good he is. That's what he's up to. You know? That's yep. Knack. Um, that people don't realize how that's not an easy thing to get up there even to just freestyle you know even to just freestyle for a few minutes it's not easy but knack one will get on the mic and just for you know for three hours practically non-stop just go off the dome that is a off the feat. dome and he won't i don't know how he keeps his rhymes in check but he doesn't repeat himself <laughs> which is something that blows my mind i've seen him go for like three hours and i'm like the, by the third hour i'm like you keep doing fresh shit you know? Yep. 
It's kind of nasty. He's literally got that vernacular. You know? He's got that vernacular. You know? <laughs> Shout out to the whole fantastic fam. Uh-huh. You know? uh-huh. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. I'm, I, I was bummed that I missed, and again, I keep trying to move forward to the write-up, but we don't, and we can always you we know, pull it back. You know, I was bummed that I, I ended up getting sick and missed you guys at, I forget if it was a Fat Bull Cypher, but I think it was a Fat Bull Cypher dedicated to the write-up, and you guys did a show. Yeah, that was like the release, that, basically. That's the epitome guys. That's right, yeah. yeah. That's when we released the album. That was, that was you know, just a small kind of gathering and celebration for us you know uh uh julia was gracious enough to let us have that space to, to and knack of course you know collaborated with us with bringing the faculty cipher to our or, you know conjoining the two ideas and and um you know it was we had a good time absolutely it was a nice yeah, cold night super dope in eureka we had a blast yeah you know i was glad that um Gent that's you know was covering humble hip hop now kind of back on the scene and helping you know the support hip hop getting out there in the media locally. Bob Duran was out there, mm-hmm. you know. I'm glad to see more and more people getting photos, video of events, hip hop events that are happening in Humboldt County mm-hmm. because we need more of that. There hasn't been that kind of thing. Yeah. We need that exposure. I Any agree. and everybody. We, it's about reaching a critical mass. I agree. I mean, Bob, Bob's I think Bob's been taking my picture for the last 20 years. You know, and I don't know how he manages to make it out to as many shows as he does because he seems to be everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, he's been around. He's, he's, he's he does like you know. I don't know how he's like Spider Man. He's every, he just shows up. Yeah. And he, you know, and yet somehow you see him all night, and yet you somehow he was at some other party at the same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how he does it. He's got he does, he's got some like Doctor Strange going on. True. Um. Yeah. But you know, I I agree, and I'm I've never been very good at it. We used to have a lot of not a lot, but we used to have some great documentarians that would follow us around the subsab days. Shout outs to to Bryce Iris, um, you know, shout out to Zanman. We used to have Word. some really, you know, some great people that would that would show up with cameras and, and, and put in that time back in those days before social media and before the the, the cell phone camera, you know, when you actually had to bring your gear. Cam. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and looking back now like wow what a special thing that those people took their time and their energy and their expensive equipment and came to our <laughs> insane shows at hsu and at the jam and at humbrews and filmed us you know just getting completely nuts on stage documented some madness some madness yeah heck yeah gotta hit up bryce iris <laughs> yeah shout yeah. out there's some good footage floating around floating around out there i bet it's out there it's out there yeah rogue footage since you were talking about the places that you guys performed um i want to bet and i I could be completely wrong about this but subsab did you guys do um was summer music and arts going on back summer arts and music yeah yeah, some arts and music yeah, festivals been much going grew on. up at that festival. We, we, I mean, me and Mika have been going in that festival since way before we ever started playing it, you know. And same with Reggae on the River. Mm-hmm. We grew up at these festivals. Yeah, you shout know? out to Reggae on the River. Bring, yep. bring yeah. that one back. Yeah. That was, that was definitely the the jam back mm-hmm. in the day that just brought us up, uh, you know, with that rebel music, that, that vibe. Yep, yep, so, the culture. Yeah, I mean, certainly the Mateel, Reggae on the River, Summer Arts Fair, 
yeah. that to, influenced to, our to, whole thing. Like, yeah, <clears throat> I think a big part of it, and it, I mean, maybe not a big part of it, but certainly a part of it was that back in the day in the Matil, when you were a kid and you got like really tired, there was a room where the kids could go pass out, which is now just like a storage room. But that room was kind of upstairs and just kind of back of the stage, right? Okay. And so that's where, you know, late at night as the parties kept going, midnight, one o'clock in the morning, the kids would end up kind of running around outside that room or running in the, around in that room. And so you had a view that went directly back, kind of the back of the stage where you'd be watching the bassist and the drummer and the percussionist <laughs> and, you know, the tech back there and they're working, but you got like a perfect sound monitor sound coming off, bouncing upstairs. Oh, man. And that's where we would sit there and watch these shows, watch, you know, just the most amazing world-renowned reggae bands come yeah. through you know big ups tiny to the material yeah big ups to the material mm-hmm. you know and all just yeah that's dope that's the thing reggae on the river uh, some arts fair community community founded for sure and mm-hmm. just built on that so yeah that's why we try to still hold those down for sure mm-hmm. i'm glad the material's still rolling out there shout out to the material absolutely know, absolutely shouts out to the material community yeah. center i mean that was our uh, you know, a subliminal sabotage officially. I think that was like our second show was at right. the Mateel. Mm. Um, oh, you know, shit. And we That's played crazy. so many shows there. That's a big ass venue for your after. second show. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, shout out to Condor. That was the sold out right. show. That was a, that was our like big second up to this show. Guy. Yeah, you know, Just making shit happen. We uh, we had a good time. We had a good run. Subside was a blast, you know, and the fact that we that the Mateel was always so generous to us that Carol Bruno was so generous to put us up at Reggae on the River that K-Mud was always so generous to pump our music and to big us up. Like, we had a lot of great backing because of our small community, mm-hmm. you know? And I think it's also because they knew that even though at the time Subliminal Sabotage was young, we were raucous, not all of our music was as, you know, the write-up is a lot more kind of growth-centric. Subsab had all those elements, but we were partying, you know what I mean? And they still pushed us. Raucous. All of our elders still were like pushed us and and you know bigged us up and told us to go forward. And that it, I think they saw the vision. You know they saw at least what we were trying to. They saw the intent. Right. Let's put it that way. Yeah, some some tough stuff to get through sometimes when you're doing that. Mm-hmm. Darker side of it too. It's like all right, shit. Oh, you get, guys were in it. Oh yeah. Get get through it. You know. Well, yeah. You know coming of age type of stuff like mm-hmm. yeah you're pretty in it and just trying to figure shit out so was, there's definitely some some angst coming out <laughs> yeah some stuff coming through so uh-huh. it was like oh shit i'm sure there was definitely some questions mm-hmm. boys are gonna make it through this man <laughs> i think we we're just continuing to show that yeah got some got some poise to keep keep repping and Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would Would you guys say that I I want to just like, you know, because there's a there's so many artists around here trying to do shows, trying to get to shows and things like that. So to hear you guys, second show was at the Mateel. Mm-hmm. Would you say it was like it was a quick rise to like where you guys were at that when you guys did the Mateel? Like, was it a pretty quick rise? Would you say or? I mean, we, I don't know if I would say it was a quick rise, but we came out the gate swinging. Yeah. That was, you know, because that was, we we had the music, we had the team, we had, you know, a, a, some forward momentum coming out of the gate. 
Um, we had a little bit of a hype because we had just been like doing so many, so much insane stuff at different house parties, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so when and we did the, we had a record release, and then we did the the subliminal sabotage, got subsab like together officially. <clears throat> And so we just came out the gate swinging. I mean, we, you know, we still had to grind. We st- over the years of Subsab, we still played, you know, the empty show. We played the house party. We played, you know, we did the sold out show. We played the empty hall. You know, yeah. we played the 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 night that the bar was packed and the night that the bar was totally empty. Mm-hmm. You know, we did it all. Um, yeah, and so we were still cutting too. our teeth. You know, as we were as we were grinding upwards but we did come out of the gate swinging we didn't really know what what we were doing like like marketing and trying to no we were just like you know making cds and stickers and whatever t-shirts again big up to jubal he was the Uh t-shirt fucking g Mm -hmm. hell yeah so just seeing that kind of hustle just make make some products and be able to yeah yeah you know know, push your way forward on on something like like music, mm-hmm. see the potential. But it's definitely a grind. I remember uh, first time <laughs> trying to sell CDs, and it was just like, oh shit, this is this is a fucking <laughs> grind, bro. Like this is not fun. Like, but you we know, had like that's when you're like, well, but we could, you know? but we remember, yeah, we perform live. Like that's just yeah. fun as hell. Like, and we had so you get those uh, other outlets like right. Fat Bowl and SHC. You, know, and, you make this little calling card, and you're just, next thing you know, something something dope will pop off. And yeah, yeah. I mean, we performed it. There's Wild more Horse of a scene yeah. back in the day. Rest in like, peace. Get to back Wild into it more. Yeah. <laughs> Wildhurst, that was like a 12-person venue. About the size of this garage. That was smaller than this garage (laughs) and full of records. Oh, shit. Yeah, right? You know? Tiny little spot. Tiny little spot. Including space for the band and everybody playing. Oh, no, that would would just be me and Mika rocking with like a CD. Yeah. Or a a Sony mini disc. Something like that. A couple beats. (laughs) A couple beats. Were you were you guys actually? Because you said earlier, like I mean, that's you know, it's all about how you're getting your your music out there, and you had to do what you had to do. You know what I mean? Like, did you you were saying earlier, you guys had it on an iPod, just plug because you would just be able to plug in an iPod. Somehow we got a hold of an iPod, yeah. Mm-hmm. Started, you know, be like DJ minded. You're like, oh shit, mm-hmm. this iPod full of tunes, mm-hmm. no problem. Plug it in, pretty much anything, you know. Yep. I mean, iPod, CD. We were all just is. getting into that. Like, like media yeah. was just going crazy. So just, Cassette yeah, tape. This is not. This is not hard. Yeah, mm-hmm. mini disc. We we kind of went through like a crazy change of all kinds of technologies. Oh, shit. Yeah, no problem. But it's yeah. hard when that shit's moving fast too. Like mini disc. You know what I'm saying? And we like, had. You know, it was big for a, for a bit. For you know a bit. Sense. <laughs> you know. And you guys are having to like navigate that while still trying to get your music out there at the best in the best way that people are gonna pick it up. You know what I'm saying? It's hard. It's not easy when the shit's changing like that. You know, we went through the we saw the transition from analog to digital. You know, we got there at the tail end of the analog era. Mm -hmm. We started recording kind of on ADAT right away, which was right in the middle of the two, you know? It's like oh yeah. Digital tape. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and so it took us a minute. I mean, we're st- like a, you, the, the write-up album still getting pressed out on CDs. We're we're still of the CD era. We're still you know nineties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, CDs. Um, 
buddies are the shit. Are the shit. Yeah. <laughs> Some of those physical mediums uh, are what's up, though, you know? Yeah. Columbia House. <laughs> CDs are the shit, whatever. Hell yeah. Welcome. No, dude, like, I think <laughs> CDs are making a come As we're so far down now, this digital realm and all this, you know, streaming and all that. Mm-hmm. The having something physical means something, you know. I agree. You know, that's that's what we believe in too. Like having something physical means something. Um, I get it. Music as a business has completely shifted, and it's gone to this digital landscape. And and perf- and music itself is like you know used as a vehicle to sell a different experience and a different idea. And I understand that. But it's still something that we hold sacred. It's still something that we have a lot of respect for every opportunity we get to do it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's something that we have to, not have to, but it's, I mean, it's something that we remind ourselves. You know, when we're rapping those get grown kind of songs, we're talking to ourselves. I'm like, you got to figure this out. It's like, who am I talking to? I'm talking to me. You know, Mika's talking to him. That's for sure. So it's like it's weird when you realize that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think the two pic- on that song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you're all damn. Damn, going through some shit. Oh, going yeah. through some shit. Was- Who was I talking to when I was telling him to figure this shit out? Yeah. I must be going through it. And the fans be wanting happens. to hear that too. That's what they hear from you guys, and they then, then they become interested in like what you guys are talking about. That's what they're right. trying to listen to. You know? right? Yeah. Trying to identify with with your people. It's a good thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's all about touching your people. That's the thing. If you don't, if you're not touching your audience of people, you know, then you're slowly losing them, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But once you touch somebody, they're gonna remember you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That's why, you know, whether it's this the CD medium, it kind of transports people back. That's why I think these mediums are making a comeback. That's whether why it's vinyl, vinyl, exactly. vinyl's all big right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's more vinyls for collector last culture year. and. Yeah. Uh, uh, like you said, an homage culture too, which is good signs. Mm-hmm. You want to have these things physically that are like important. It's, there's always, you know, there's always a lot of new stuff, but it's yeah, it's good to it's good to have your your roots solid like that, and then I mean, it's good to have your whatever mm-hmm. your Spotify too. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's always good to have that that good mix of vibe, which is you know. On probably there's probably a lot of levels to it. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, just in general, it's like, and it's shifted and it's different, but it's not. You can get yeah. it's not different. It's just expanded. I mean, yeah. you can get lost out there. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. It's a big, broad map, and there's no, you know, there's a lot of pitfalls, but there's no wrong way to start. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> I mean, we were we were rapping when MySpace came out. And that was like, whoa, you know. When we saw MySpace the first time, the only there was only one band on MySpace that I'd ever even heard of before, and it was Public Enemy. And I was like, okay, Public Enemy's on MySpace. They got there early. <laughs> they were like week they're three. They were on that shit. <laughs> and uh, I was like, new. all right, if they're doing it, I'm doing it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> MySpace not, was big. MySpace was huge, you know. What's up, Tom? And we, uh, so, it, it, that was the beginning of it. And now it's all instant and it's, you know, everybody can access as much information as they need to with the click of their hands. And that's great. 
Mm-hmm. I'm all for it. That's awesome. Um, that doesn't take away from the value of having a tangible good in your hand, something yeah. that somebody made. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was selling CDs not that long ago at a show, and the guy, a guy, kind of scoffed at me. It's like CDs, like ten bucks, <laughs> CDs. <laughs> It's always been a hard sell. Though. You know, it's not an easy sell, but at the same time, it made me no, realize, like, it's not an easy sell. fuck, I, you know, because you're looking at it like that, it makes me value it that much more mm-hmm. because I understand what you're missing. Mm-hmm. I know what you don't. This, I get the secret. And yeah, <laughs> 10 bucks a CD. You yep. know what I mean? Yep. Um, yeah, man. No, I, for, no, seriously though, that's the thing about it is with this digital age and everything like that, you know, you just, you never know what direction things will go, you know, you never know, I, I mean, I use DistroKid and you have to pay, you have to keep your subscription paid for to keep the music on Spotify and all those other platforms. You can pay an extra like $30 fee per track to keep it on there permanently or whatever, but if you're not doing that... And you stop paying for your DistroKid account, your music's off of there. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. So you know, it's it's just it's made it different now. I think that um, the music now is more of like a, a piece of the marketing. You know what I'm saying? Where the money's made is like you're talking about physical, whether it's gear, physicals. That's where you make money. You're only making like pennies on the streaming mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and so the money is made in the gear mm-hmm. that's what people that like go around doing big festivals they know the, the gear is the merch it's, it's all about your merch cool you know? cool merch yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why i come in i got you know i'm making all my own shit <laughs> the I stickers. keep my overhead real low come in i got the magnets the stickers the pins the you know the fucking the mugs the t-shirts i'm gonna have the hoodies soon the beanies <laughs> there we you go know? See, that's what's up. That's smart marketing. Hoodies. I think around here, it's important to do marketing that's going to set yourself apart. And yeah. a lot of people just really don't market, don't know how to market themselves, aren't doing marketing. You know, so I love seeing it. I love the stuff you've already given me. Shout out to you for giving me those uh, the magnets. <laughs> That right. was high quality, bro. I got respect. Mm-hmm. You know, because I'm a little crafter here, as you see, too. You know, yeah, so, that's all I'm saying. I see all your gear. <laughs> yeah. You know? The marketing game is crucial now. You know, right. that's my strategy. Reinventing yourself. Yeah. Gotta remind yourself, like, this is just sandcastle shit. You know? You know? Mm-hmm. We're just trying to, you know, yeah. Trying to enjoy life. It's mm-hmm. a thing you gotta do. It's definitely a... Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean like we don't grind at what we do. You know what I mean? Oh, we yeah. practice, we con- con- communicate and contact, and we build those relationships and we get those shows and we, you know, are able to make those friendships and make those connections, you know? All right. But, mm-hmm. you know, I've always tried not to take myself too seriously as an MC, you know? Um, I might have overstepped that now and then, but at this stage of my life, I try to remind myself of that. Right. You know. <laughs> that's just me. The humble MC. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's. Because I know I can rock shit. That's mm-hmm. why I know when time comes, the microphone's out. Like I'm gonna fucking rock shit. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna throw down. 
So it's all whatever to me. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> you know? No, that's yeah. grown man shit. Adre- the adrenaline, the the adrenaline, yeah. adrenaline right. sport in that way. It's like, yeah. It's, uh, you know, uh, and again, that's why, like, with, I love how you said that mental push-ups, you know, because that flows back to building the skills to freestyle. <laughs> again, you can come down to the fat bowl freestyle. Mm-hmm. You need to be in front of people actually doing it and building that you know especially freestyling is really hard to build up the skill set alone in a vacuum because you have no idea you know it's just bouncing off the walls back into your own head no you gotta be out there with friends so they can you know laugh at the laugh it's a friendship thing absolutely that's what you you do with your own crew yeah and 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 yeah, I just you know any cipher, I incur any any MC that wants to perform, anybody that wants to perform vocally, or really in any capacity, I encourage to go out to any sort of cipher, fat bowl cipher, under the bridge cipher, any sort of open mic. I even say karaoke. You know, karaoke is a great tool for mm-hmm. getting over stage fright, learning how to hold a microphone, breath control, you know, stamina, things like that. Like getting over the shakes and the, you know, and we yeah. still, we get nervous every time we go up. Every time. You know? Yeah. It's not bit. easy. You, it's, you no, got to. You have to. A little bit. Like, you have to. You a little yourself bit. up. That's what the show is. I'm not Taylor Swift. Can I don't go know. Either, I'm not you can go gonna, either way. I'm, I'm going to go just like crush you can go it. Go either way on you. But yeah. No. Shout out to Just One. Still doing the Fat Bull Cyphers, you know? Mm-hmm. Still rocking. Yeah. yeah. Big ups to all the DJs for sure. That's, that's the big thing. Keep listening to the good tunes. Like I said, it's get lost out there. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. So mm-hmm. blessed to have a lot of people like that around. Just. Bring, bring in the good tunes. On the write-up album, so I know it was just one producing. Swizzlow was on some of the, whether it was keys and uh, some other production aspects too. Yeah, I mean, Swizz, Swizz and, and Just One and, and G. Davis, I mean, were really collaborative on that album. G. Davis, we wish, had more of a, a role in the production, but as far as the... The timeline of the, beats, of the album. The timeline of the album. Even as far back as Subsab, again, the bulk of our music was the collaboration of Just One and Swizz. You know, um, with, with, with Just One laying down drum and bass tracks, Swizz laying down drum and melody, melody tracks. Melody and drums, and, usually. And, uh, and that was the recipe that, you know, we always kind of just gravitated towards. You know, when they lay out the beats, we'd be like, oh, these are the ones these we like, and those are always the ones that they worked on together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, the write-up is just kind of accentuates that that production aspect, you know. Um, I mean, those guys got so many. They've been working together for so long. Shouts out to Swiss and Just One. You know, they put out the Nike album. Yeah. They, uh, you know, they've been working together for a long time. Freestyle King Days. Um, so... You know, their their collaboration has a definite sound to it, you know, mm-hmm. a certain sound, and that's that's the the, the backbone of distinct, a lot of what we do. Distinct mixture of sounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty fire. Yeah, no, I love both of their production. Those just one beats, like he's got, and just one has this ability to 
Like, you know, he's from the East Coast, but he's definitely got, he can do that West Coast sound without a doubt. You know, the, the sawtooth on the, that G-Funk kind of sound, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. He's been out, out in the West a long time now. He's been out for a minute. starting to yeah. wear off, off on him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and the, as we've been working with those guys for so long, it's like not only we initially just started gravitating towards beats that they had made together, but then, of course, as they create beats together longer and we keep writing to them, now they're starting to make beats that they think are going to work well for us. You know what I mean? And then that's when the real collaboration comes in. Mm-hmm. That's when they step in there, you know. It's not just like they're making a beat and we're writing lyrics. It's like we're all making a song together. We all come together. We arrange it. We all have our ideas, you know. We're all in the room together figuring it out. Um, often the conversation is like, well, how would we do this live? Well, then let's think about how we should arrange it in the studio. Mm-hmm. You know, what's a dope intro live? Well, that that would be a dope intro here or a different version of that that we could recreate later. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's it's all a collaborative thing, you know, with, with Galen and Paul and wh- whoever's in the studio with us, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, because that's just the that's just how we've always done shit. Now we did we did do that song with Knack. Knack once sent in his track. He recorded at home and sent it in. Fine. This track is fire. Yeah. Oh yeah. Versus fire. Rock mm-hmm. and roll. You know what I mean? Um. But we always love having people come in, working with us. You know, so we can all be in the room together. That's just the vibe. Mm-hmm. For sure. We were writing yeah. and rehearsing during the pandemic, masks on, you know, outside next, you know, we'd take them off once we got out into the little garden area. But, you know, we were, we were being righteous about, <laughs> righteous about it. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had, and, uh, but we were definitely doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, we got to oh, get this done. We got to People write. were still getting together, but you know, yeah. people were still partying and all that shit. Yeah. But they weren't still like, that's what a lot of people on this pod have talked about. Like the pandemic, like slowed them down, like put mm-hmm. them all at a standstill. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? But nah, that's dope. No, we just kept grinding right through it. For the most part. For the yeah. most part. I mean, I mean, we just kept. We work with a lot of close family too. So mm-hmm. it's just, yeah. Exactly. It's so, like we're all together yeah. anyway. Yeah. We're already, what was it, like the tight circle, you know? But, you know, obviously, like you said, it's not like there wasn't the, you know, all the things that go along with it, the talks and the, mm-hmm. you know, you know, you're going to wear it, your mask for that. Or you, you know, like you said, you're going to keep your, you know, it's, mm-hmm. all it's of just it. all, there's a lot of discussions. Did you get your thing? And, mm-hmm. oh, you know, whatever. It's just, Oh, I know. There's all those elements. And, and now, yeah, and see, we literally... trying to manage it. It's, it's mm-hmm. interesting. So, That's yeah. it. Like, everybody had to just do their best, you know? Yeah. And now we're literally crossing over into this threshold where, like, I think government-wise, like, there's now, like, no longer any restrictions or nothing like that. And so, really, like, everybody's ready to get back out there. There's a lot of shows that are mm-hmm. rolling, you know what I mean? There's a lot of things that are popping in the community Hip-hop in Humboldt County is just growing more and more. I think there's a lot of young artists out there. There's a great wave hitting right now. Mm -hmm. There's a great wave of Humboldt County. It comes in waves. It always has. And there's a great wave (laughs) smashing right now. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And the synergy that you were talking about, like, you know, 
reaching out to not only other MCs and producers and DJs and crews, but venues and sponsors and, you know, whoever else your homie has like his at home business, like you're sponsored by his soap now. And then you do <laughs> whatever, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Making those little moves, you know, building that community and building that scene. That's just like what it's all about. Mm-hmm. That just seems like a no brainer. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's just like how you create that web. Mm hmm. Radio, radio appearances, like you said, you were you telling me, I think before the show, mm-hmm. you're going to be on uh, uh, Goldilocks show, Just Right, coming up, was it? No, we. so me and Mika did, we did that a while. We did a, <laughs> oh, a couple that's of right. weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, I remember that. And then tomorrow, we're going to go uh, hang out with Bob. That's right, you're going to see yeah. Bob tomorrow, you yeah. are, that's dope. <laughs> yeah, but shouts out to Goldilocks on, on K-Hum, mm-hmm. um, he had us up, we got up there and, and spoke about the write-up, we did a couple of songs, you know what I mean, got to hang out with our homie Goldie for a second, it was a good time, always a blast. Yep. Yeah. He's been holding hip hop down around here for so long, Goldie Locks has, man. And he's just, he's such a, I don't even want to say a soldier because he's definitely a general, but he's just <laughs> always working, working just so hard to yeah. just continue to move the bar forward for the culture. Yeah, he really does. He works really hard at it and he, he does it with grace. Mm-hmm. That's what's up with Goldie. So, shouts yeah. out to Jay all, all day. Mm-hmm. All day. Um, yeah, you know, we got he was he was gracious enough to have us on there. We went and hung out with him. We went and hung out with Lisa Love down on K-Mud Radio and spoke about the album, you know. So we got to move around town a little bit and talk to a couple different people and tell a couple different sides of different stories about the write-up album, <laughs> you know what I mean? And it was it was definitely it took a it was a process, you know. Um I don't know if it would have taken so long if there was no pandemic, but it, I mean, regardless, I mean, it was, a, I don't know. It might have, it might have, it might have taken three years. Mm-hmm. You know, it might've taken three years, even if there was no pandemic. Cause we were like kind of all transitioning through different things in our lives. All sorts of like really heavy shit was going down for all of us as we're writing, as we're recording, as we're trying to meet up and get on the same schedule and come up with these game plans, you know, Right. We're doing music videos before the album's even done. We got the whole, you know what I mean? We had this whole insane thing that we were trying to do with the, you know, the six or seven of us, eight of us, whoever else was coming on in to help for that day, you know? That's um, a lot of people to coordinate. Shouts out to Kashta, shouts out to Pounds, you know, shouts out to everyone that came through to, you know, there was a lot of hands on the project. Behind the scenes. A lot of behind the scenes help that we true. needed, you know? Um you don't and even remember. You're like, I don't remember. It was they there. were down. There were people there. Yeah. 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 We, we needed those hands. And it was like, uh, so it was a long process. And it, But it was um, a process of love. It was something we were totally looking forward to doing. We had been talking about it for a while. We kind of jumped in the deep end and went for it. And, uh, yeah, the- and we took our time with it and really tried to like put out something that we thought was cohesive that it made sense as an album from start to finish. You know what I mean? Because, again, how people consume music has completely changed, but we still focus on the album. Right. How, you know, how, how this project is going to be delivered, how they're going to hear it and receive it, how they're going to remember it when they see us live. They'll be like, oh, yeah, that's track eight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so we tried to take our time, make something that we could be proud of. And that's just the approach, thing. too. We are just right. like, we're going to make an album, you know, together or whatever. So it's like. The approach is going to be that way. It's, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to be trying to get on the same page with a bunch of people. You're going to be 
you know, taking your time in all these different ways and like, of course, yeah, we're all going through shit. So then you're just, you know, that's kind of the lesson of that. Just mm-hmm. Learning we're all, you know, we're all battling through it. And it's, uh, it's just a blessing when you're able to just get together and keep a, a, a dream alive and some, some visions in check and in order. So, right. right. And the whole cool. thing was, you know, and then it was a bittersweet it's day when we dropped, when we finally did release it. You know, much more bitter than sweet, right. unfortunately. You know, the whole right. thing was about growth and remembrance. We had been going through all this shit. We lost our good homie Brando. We lost, you know, a bunch of loved ones. My my dad passed away. Jim passed away. We lost, just people were passing away. Like we got to get this album out. Transition. We put that album out. Didn't on. know when you're just like, oh, bro, let's do an album. Like, oh, right through this like pandemic or not like you said like the pandemic's a good you know, representation of it because yeah. i think the whole world kind of felt that it, in like, a certain pinch of but it's like we were however our, our worlds were our time apart, our time you know that it came together was pretty pretty eventful for sure but i think uh yeah the album definitely came about in a, a cool way and i'm just Stoked! Yeah, got like to have the the rot deal thing on there, which you know it's just a kind of a brute hip hop push. It's just like, all right, let's just mm-hmm. do it. You know, it's, you know, we're just we're repping we're repping home as hard as we can. So let's go in, and you know, it's just part of that whole process too. It's just like ah, so much. I mean, so that much was going like, down. You're just like oh, that was as man, much an homage for us to do for Rod Deal in our trying. childhood, but like a shortcut that we were just like, this is how we just how do we, we glue this together? Yeah, boom. how do we All represent right. Soho? This is it. Like boom, boom. I definitely feel it. Shouts out to Just One. You know, shouts out of course to yeah to Rod Deal and the entire band of the Ideals. Yeah, mm-hmm. huge, huge shout um, out. I mean, so much respect to each and every mm-hmm. one of those musicians. So it was. Yeah. That's a. I mean, uh, yeah, that's a good. That's a good Brody question too, though. Right. Mm-hmm. Crazy musician worked with down there. It's just like, oh man, guy's a shredder. So yeah. Big up, big ups to the man. Yeah. He's probably. I think he was living up here somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> He's in the hood. Yeah. So you guys actually recorded with the Ideals. No. Yeah. I was that was the question. No. I was like, is this it was just a sample? sample. It was okay. just a sample that yeah. just yeah. flipped. You know, he was doing a bunch of uh like movie uh stuff, so he's just like making a lot of crazy little mashups and Hey, that's a that's testament just to just one. I was about. really you know, it sounded dope. It's I was like, like oh, damn, like Yeah. I mean, we would love that opportunity, of course. Um, but that wasn't something that that came about. Um, that would have been yeah, some we were real, trying to like, reach out to more live musicians, man. but it's just, again, it's time and place, and yeah. it didn't happen. But yeah, I love that track, though, man. Yeah, you got a big ups to the man. So absolutely, yeah. Know? So we, you know, again, like the album. Back to the whole it was, scene. Back to reggae. And just, yeah, everything. Yeah, like, like it was a cel- it was supposed line. to be, you know, a celebration. That's what, That was the idea. It's like, let's celebrate some shit. And so when the album is done and we listen to it, we're like, this is kind of like a remembrance album as much as it's like a cool live your life album. You know, it's 
it had this almost unintended interpretation. Little and philosophy we like, of pushing yeah, through we like, a, well, a time where you're like, oh, that's pretty cool. Let's we'll take it because we need kinda, this right now. Yeah, you know? kind of dropped out just right in this little time period. Very, mm-hmm. very yeah, just kind of anxious and weird. It's like, what, were we, what course, were we trying to tell ourselves before this shit even happened? And now we listen to the lyrics and we're like, this means something completely different after the last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what the, like, what were we trying to tell her? Like, it was like premonitory, you know? August. Yeah. Yeah. But that's super dope, though. I love that you guys are really, you know, something else that I don't know if artists are doing this out there. Y'all, people listening. I know there's a lot of artists listening to this podcast, you know, so I can right. almost sometimes I, I will, I like say things that's kind of towards the artist. So like, I don't know who might be listening, but I love that you guys are talking about how you guys think about how this is your music is going to be received or when you're the collaboration between your performance, you know, those are all important aspects of performing. It might even just go back to like those performing elements that you guys had earlier on in your lives, like you're talking about in So Hum, the teachers and everybody else. Mm-hmm. But that's like the, it's the, the performance is important, you know. And so if you're not thinking about all those different aspects, like you're eventually, hopefully you move to that. But I love hearing you guys have the done that. The performance is time. the most moving. It's like you come up with all these ideas. It's like you want to get it across. Like, mm-hmm. You're going to have to be able to perform it and really, you know put it put it out there so like you said that's the ultimate goal it's like yeah if you're trying to express yourself so. now for, for us you want to be out so, there some somehow some way it's like yeah you know that's why even if you're behind the scenes it's like you still you still want want that shit to do do fire and it's just like mm-hmm. all right yeah i was part of that so it's mm-hmm. so, all the, the good things that just come from it yeah keep pushing that that forward, that, that drive to, yeah, make differences and make changes and mm-hmm. do what we got to do, you know. It's totally. Not, not, uh, not always the, the easiest thing. No, nah, but being able to adapt is like Caught a big, big part of it. Yeah. You know, absolutely, in, in any capacity of what you're trying to do. Right. And that's what freestyle will allow you is <clears throat> being able to think on your feet a little bit right. more. You know, when you're on stage, something goes wrong. Yeah. You know, how do you, you know, are you going to freeze? Are you going to call yourself out? Are you? I've done all the things. I've done, made every faux pas you can think of on stage where I've made the crowd fucking hate me and turn on me in an instant or I've made them feel too sorry for me to listen to my music anymore. You know what I mean? I've done all these little things that you aren't supposed to do and I've learned the hard way. So it's like when you're perf- these are really easy simple mistakes that every performer is going to make at some point the longer you do it. So yeah. it's like you might as well just get up there get out of the way, you know, learn from it. Freestyling with your friends beforehand will help you Build you know, up your blocks. Build yeah. up your blocks. Build up that brick, armor. Brick and by brick. And recognize then... those red flags in your head where you're like, I'm going down the wrong road with this freestyle and I need to go over here and switch up this. And if I don't, you know what I mean? This isn't going to work. Being able to see what's coming up the next step, two steps, three steps, you know, mm-hmm. being able to see that, just like building up those skill sets. Because it is like, it's like juggling in a way, 
but it's like juggling while you're riding a unicycle because you gotta do this kind of multitasking <laughs> focus thing you know mm-hmm. um and that's just gonna help you in the studio when you're writing that's just gonna help you record better and have, and record a better performance of your dope ass song that you wrote your lyrics are dope as fuck your delivery yeah your delivery needs work you know what i mean mm-hmm. go perform delivery is a tough one yeah it's like yeah, yeah perform or record yourself listen yeah. back to your totally actual delivery because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you're like oh that that might have been dope too like what you said but it's like oh, you just, Say it a little bit differently, right. just or a you're, little bit more like tone too. It's like, oh shit, she can can do right. crazy stuff, you know. Like, mm-hmm. And this, it's, and again, it's not saying like one way is better than any other way. It's just another tool that you can use to get better as an artist and as a performer and as a person, you know. Because it's also a very humbling experience to go up there and do your best to rock shit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's also very humbling where you get up there, you get the shakes, maybe you fuck up, you fuck up a line, you know, and everybody's watching you and get you gotta off beat. try to come oh. get off beat, get you gotta try beat. to come back, whatever it is that happens, all the things, you know. Just keep it, keep, keep it moving. Keep, keep it moving. Keep, keep, keep the crowd on your side. Yeah. How to like communicate with people in the front row and do all the, all those little things yeah little, exactly. little things break down all the way you know? that we're still oh, learning shit. that's why i love performing yeah, on stage because i'm still learning this shit too you know i'm just i'm just a, a student like anybody else just trying to get better at what i do yeah mm-hmm. that's it yeah, that's why I, that's what i'm that's what i love to do right. so, so and i think it's an i think it's helpful yeah I think it also too. I think also freestyling shows a respect for the craft because you guys aren't. There's a level of um, you're not taking anything for granted. You know what I'm saying? It's not easy to do it. It's not easy to go in front of people and freestyle. Right. You know. So if you're able to take your game up to that level, you know, it mm-hmm. shows that you do have respect for what you're doing. You definitely have respect for hip hop because hip hop because hip hop is definitely freestyling. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you can have well, a lane like, where you're not, but there's the dichotomy there because the MC is like bravado, right? And macho and machismo and confidence. You got to present that self, but you can't freestyle without a certain level of vulnerability. And that's counterintuitive to a lot of MCs. Which again is fine. There's no right or wrong way to do it. If you don't right. freestyle, that don't mean nothing. That's you the, might that's the balance. Whatever. You know what I mean? It doesn't make you better or worse than anybody. It's just another it's like it's like you say I uh, I only use acrylic paint. Rock and roll. <laughs> that painting's dope, that painting's dope. Right. You know what I mean? You say I don't freestyle, that's cool. That's just not your medium. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Rock and roll. Yeah. But if that's something that you happen to to dip your toes into, then uh, you know it's only going to benefit you in the long run, help you out because it's going to affect you on so many more levels just, than just like your rhyming ability or your mental capacity or whatever the fuck it is that you you know equate it with. Mm-hmm. It really is just a helpful tool. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's dope that there's that. I'm not trying to continuously loop back to the ciphers that exist around here, but there is that infrastructure where there's a cipher two or two 
or multiple every month because the inside cipher is like I think like every week. So that's four. There's always one to two fat bull <laughs> ciphers a month. So there's like avenues for folks to go out there that's and wild. just practice. Right. It's also a great way of paying homage to the culture. Mm-hmm. Like if you're trying to kind of, you know, you could be whoever you want to be whenever. But if you're like in the cipher and you're freestyle and you're ha- you have to sacrifice a certain part of yourself – to that cipher you're giving yourself to that thing you're paying that price you're paying that homage and that respect to the culture of hip-hop you know that's yeah, like you said, that's, that's a great way to to be like how do i give back to this thing that has come into my life and help me out in these various capacities go to a cipher step into it or just rock your head next to somebody and be like that was dope when they're done mm-hmm. right. that you know go hang out <laughs> yeah straight up absolutely yep. Yep. It's always cool too. We build up the the steam. That's mm-hmm. right. Those those push ups like we're talking about. That's right. You know? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You know, and that's one of the other cool things. You can at the at least at the Fat Bowl cipher, you know, I'm sure you could take it to other ciphers too, but you can bring your bars to your pre written bars there. Oh, yeah. So then it's you know, you can if if your focus is like you want to perform, you know, if that's you know, and, yeah. and you're pre written, you can do that too, you know. Of course. Of course. Like when you see a dope stand up comedian tell a really funny joke, that's not the first time he told that joke. Mm-hmm. You know? You get if you have yeah, you bars, build up, you build you know, up an arsenal. Yeah, go out there and try them. And That's fine too. You're like to I said, there's figure no out how way. they go together while you're while you're in the you know in the mode. Like you know, like that's where you figure it out. You're like, oh, that's that's how it's gonna work. Like, I'm not gonna be able to do it like this or like that. It's just when it when it comes down to it, like mm-hmm. it's a trial. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's a thing. This guy knows. This guy's the beast, and just, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean the 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 cipher is so dope when you come down there. The free it's a free event yeah. for you to come and see. And as dope as it is, I just encourage more and more people. It's got to come be free. Out. It's freestyle. Absolutely. Absolutely, like like I'm saying, <laughs> like the point. <laughs> I'm not a battle <laughs> rapper, oh, right? I don't battle. I'm not a battle MC. But I met Knack One at a battle. I met Flo J Simpson at a battle. You know what I mean? This is where I met those dudes and ended up becoming good friends for the next 20 years mm-hmm. and just because i was like all right i'm gonna step out and I'll, I'll i'll go check this thing out and go put my hat in the ring and see what happens and try and try something completely different and mm-hmm. new and fail at it get roasted. and get used to that feeling mm-hmm. <laughs> and be like i want more of that you know mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> but yeah so i i i i push the push the cypher all day yeah. you know for real yeah and the the vibe that it brings to the after the it's like it becomes a uh, part of the the show the the vibe it brings to the the then bigger shows in the like you're like oh yeah we're and then all of a sudden you have some crew from the cipher and it's rocket or whatever that that's mm-hmm. always been a big one too like yeah so yeah again yep. you're just building up your little community you're like oh me and dude vibe or whatever and next thing you know you're just rocking something That's yep how it pushes forward too little projects become and again back to the live just cool live vibes mm-hmm. I, don't know. I personally need to get out to those things more i've seen some some inspiring stuff there too just like you said kids putting it down so. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I really want to give him respect because, uh, you know, again, Cypher General Knack won, Brian Swislow, Resident DJ Goldilocks just won, mm-hmm. G- GMG comes out there, all the yeah. people that come out because, um, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, you know, but there was a period of time in the last, like, Fat Bull Cypher's been going on for almost 10 years, like, mm-hmm. Other than you guys rocking like individual shows and you guys doing events and shows like that, like th- there has not been any like recurring like monthly event of hip hop like where hip hop's going down like that. Like I don't think at all in Humboldt County. It's just you been know, the Fat Bull Cipher. The Fat Bull Cipher uh, kind of holds that crown. I would think. You know, we had our special guest family at the Stone Junction once a month for I think like four years, and that was. It wasn't a cipher, but it was all improvisational, you know, five-piece band, and we would rock for like four hours. Now, every that's month, not, somewhat of a cipher. That was that was pretty much every month. I mean, we might have taken a couple months off, you know what I mean? But that was pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Um, for four years, oh for yeah, four years we did that. That was we rocked. Shout that. out to the special guest crew, yeah, special guest family and Stone Junction. But no, I mean, as far as Knack One and Fat Bull <laughs> Cyphers goes, that, they hold funny. the crown for that. Absolutely, you know, one hundred percent. And shouts out to uh, to you know one of the other longest standing crews in Humboldt County, of course, the Humboldt Rockers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Humboldt County's like Rockers. only and leading b boy crew. Shouts out to Reckless Rex and yes. the, whole, the whole Humboldt Rockers crew. Yep. Rex has been doing so much for this community for so long, and um, I think it's interesting that um, the rockers, like at least just like you said, there has been no other Humboldt County dance crew that I can recall in the last ten years, especially not anybody that's been holding it down like Rex. There may have been some that like maybe there popped might have up been. a couple, you know, maybe kind of like a year or two, but the rockers have been, been there like a pillar. The rockers have been there, holding it down. You know, what I mean, Super holding consistent. holding down a pillar of the community and the culture that a lot of us, you know, I mean, I wouldn't say neglect or just a, what a lot of us cannot do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I didn't grow. I didn't have anybody who taught me how to break dance. I, right. I cannot do it. I'm not good at it. I'm not. You know, I'm, I might take a class. I would love I might to backflip. Yeah, I remember back in the day, meeting like, like we're going to Rex's class. We're going like, to Rex's we're class. We're not a backflip. Like we used to say, like we're going to like, do that. We wanted to do that. See, that's, that's, that's badass. That's crazy. Huh? Because that wasn't that's even like a thing that was. Couple I mean, shit. Right. We would watch backflip like kicks, break you know. in. But other than those oh, movies from the eighties, we didn't know anything about breakdancing. This was before YouTube. You know, so it was like, what even? Yeah, no, was, we were some hill kids. When yeah, we were like, first started learning about it. We we're just like, that's the shit right there. That's the shit right there. And that's I remember the, we got like scribble jam DVDs when DVDs first came out. We were like, what is this? Right? This is crazy. This is like some we had no idea. Mm-hmm. We had no idea. You know, yeah. it's such an important pillar of hip hop too that I think is definitely like again Rex and the Rockers, Akeem. And the yes. and the whole crew, they yes. have been doing it. And yes. other than Nips, so other than them, like I, with it only being them, I feel like it's an underrepresented community. Uh huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, yeah. then you definitely have to give them their respect for holding it down for so long, and they're right. still doing. It. I, I just mean, saw them at the show. You guys do. That's the real. Pu- that's the real pushups. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's a real pushups, dude. Yeah. There's a lot of different MCs doing a lot of different things. A lot of DJs playing a lot of different shows. There's a lot of graph. For a lot of different, you know what I mean, perspectives, 
Yeah. A lot of different things going on. Mm-hmm. Humble Rockers. Kind of holding it down. Holding yep. It down. Shouts out. Yep. You know what I mean? And that's a big, that's a big, um, that's a big role to play in the Humboldt County hip hop scene that they've been doing for a long time. A lot of us MCs kind of vie for different positions here and there, but those guys just, they rock it. Mm-hmm. That's it. They hold it down. And you yep. got to give them their credit for that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, got a lot of respect for what they do. Absolutely. Yep. Rex is still doing classes. He does. He uh, teaches uh, break dancing down at the Dream Athletics. You mm-hmm. know, that's uh, that's Hakeem's gym. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Holding it down. Still keeping Holding that pillar alive, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's a big deal. Super cool. It really is. Yeah. And, you know, we've, I mean, we were rocking Humble Rockers back in the day at, like, the Portuguese Hall shows, you know? Mm-hmm. Also Most so. shows, again, like, you know, the dope shows. It's like, yeah. And those guys would show up. Yeah. Like, oh, the dope, the dope that was a dope ones. show. Then. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's how you knew it those was a good show. Those guys showed up. <laughs> and Ashley's, yeah, you're totally right. Those guys showed up. It was like, that was a dope that, that show. That wasn't the empty bar. <laughs> that was, that a, was a dope show. <laughs> <laughs> like that show was a week or two ago. I saw you guys at in the Rockers. It was. It was Eli Fowler, Knack One, C Baker. Shout out to C Baker. We got to get Shout C Baker to C. on the Baker. podcast. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. We got to get the Rockers on the podcast too. Mm-hmm. I was just talking with Rex at the last Fat Bowl Cipher, I think, and uh, yeah, we definitely got to get the Rockers on the pod. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But that was dope seeing the Rockers uh, kill it with C Baker up there. That was that was a sight to see. You know, I had to, I had to tell Chris. I was like, I love you so much for bringing out the Rockers tonight, dude. Because mm-hmm. I was like sitting there before before I left to drive up there. I was like, you know, why didn't why don't I reach out to Rex and have those guys come out and rock? And then as soon as it popped in my head, I see see Baker's like, I'm bringing out the Rockers tonight. I'm like, all right, he he's got it on lock. <laughs> you know, what I mean, he's oh yeah. Mad respect to Chris and Michael Summer. Those guys killed it that night. You know. Michael um, Summer. Shouts out to uh, shouts out nice. to the Humboldt Rockers. Shouts out to Zeke. Shouts out to Booty Shaking Productions for throwing the show there at Mazzotti's. Yep. Um, you and Nack One killed me it. Me and Nack One did our thing with DJM. Mad respect to DJM. Always holding it down as mm-hmm. usual. Um, and then the Chicharones killed it with DJ Zone. That was nasty. Bummed yeah, I missed that. That was a dope show. It was for a minute. That was a good one, yeah. Um, and that was just a cool reunion, just to see everybody, just to get to go to a show up in Arcado and the whole crew, you know, all these different crews came out and getting to see everybody and say hello and give everybody daps and hugs. And I just haven't seen anyone in a while, so it was yeah, so great still, just to see everybody. That still was, that you know, kind of energy. Yeah, still totally. It was fresh. Fresh energy. Been, yeah. Been coming, long time coming. Yeah, it really has rocking. been. We're still in that where it's like, man, it's nice to see everybody. We're you know, felt old school. It's like we all had this this spry energy. Everybody <laughs> was ready to get down. It was nice. Heck yeah, you know. And then, uh, so yeah, and of course, Nack held it down per usual. Yep. I mean, he's the man. <laughs> yep, he whipped that. Yeah. What else? What else? Really, is getting it rocking. I mean, right. You know. So and yeah, I mean, definitely got to get those guys. Crazy. I mean, get those guys on the pod. That's the yeah, next level. definitely. And <laughs> the kids love, you know. I see kids, you know. There's a lot of kids that go to Dream Athletics, but kids are interested in break dancing, and it's a it's a part of the culture that we just need to get more kids interested in break dancing. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, I think you know just the performing yeah. arts in general. I think kids need to be exposed to um, just 
people that are out of their shell and on stage and trying to do something different. That way, when it comes to them in life unexpectedly, they're not going to be like, oh, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I, yeah. I, you know. They, that that's a part of it. They've a lot of people have forgotten this part of hip hop because nowadays I'll go on you know TikTok or you know social media and see kids nowadays and they'll be doing the sturdy and that got that's gotten real big you know and this, you know the videos of people doing this and it's just the new form of breakdancing. You know, <laughs> breakdancing started it where there's people doing you know dance moves and dancing and people around and watching and everything like that to mm-hmm. hip hop music. Break yeah. dancing was that was how it started. The you dance, know what I'm saying? The dance. So, yeah, there wouldn't be none of this like all these dances and all that without break dancing. No, of course not. You know what I mean? Of course not. That, like you were saying at the very beginning of the podcast, the way pop culture has enveloped hip hop culture and kind of right. not split it down the middle, but certainly utilized. Utilized you know, it in their way. Of it for its Mess, own messed game. it up, muddled it up a bit. Maybe, mm-hmm. and maybe, you know, that's Chopped just how things transform and grow. I, I don't know. I, you know. Well, it does, but then, you know, yeah. yeah. And you end up with some more watered down stuff, too. That's also true. Where you're just like, oh, it's also well, very that's true. cool, but it's, it's you know? watered down in this element. Like, it might not be the breaking element or whatever, but it's like. Right. I remember so when just, I first, you know, the first time I saw, first time I saw yep. breakdancing you know, on a Seven Up commercial, I was like, ah, oh, this is the end right Come here. On. This is, <laughs> yeah. this is it. I think it was like 1996, and they had breakdancing on a Seven Up commercial, and I was like, oh, ouch. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I wonder if it was the Seven Up guy. But also, I was like, dude, you know, good for him, whatever. Yeah, He's yeah. getting paid to breakdance. He's making that Seven Up money breakdancing. Exactly. Like, who right. am I? You know, got, got to. Whatever. Got too far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seven Up commercial. How things have changed, you yeah. know. <laughs> it's so interesting. Again, that's the marketing game, you know. Like they, I think in the '90s, hip hop was there was those again those like you're talking about those kind of like waves in the peak era. Peak mm-hmm. era was definitely like '93, '96. There was that was a peak. You know what I'm saying? They 96. definitely wanted to channel that energy. You yeah. Know? Oh yeah. Absolutely. You know, and that's, we've got this wave right now, humble hip hop, all these kids, all these young dudes, all these MCs coming out of the woodworks, people moving up here, you know, Mm -hmm. people ready to come out after the pandemic. It's like, uh, it would be great to see just, oh, instead of, you know, and, and again, there's no wrong way to do it, but it would be great to see a crash of of art of an artist of an artistic fallout from this huge presence that we have and we're seeing it start right now right renaissance of sorts young dudes are putting out all this music and they're performing they're pushing it and it's like that's going to create a a snowball effect and that's going to create a scene and that's how you're going to create you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. healthy competitions and relationships and friendships and you know different groups that are trying to do different things and you got to branch off to to differentiate and like that's how you're going to create a healthy thriving scene Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so i'm here for all of it yep it's better for the snowball to keep going than to you know melt out well, yeah. Right. I mean, as far as the, yeah, it's, it's a that's a good metaphor. I like yeah, it. Yeah, it really is. yeah, yeah. It becomes becomes a monster, but it still, becomes a monster. It still is gonna, you know, get filtered down. You know, yeah. Keep 
keep having, you know, people holding it down. It's like, all right, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. hold that down, figure out that that avenue of it, that behind the scenes little, like you said, marketing's like that, just mm-hmm. weird things that are just like, I don't know, you just do get yourself in in spaces and be be that person that just connects the dots, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a big, it's a it's a crazy world like that. It's, it's a crazy so many world. things happening so, so fast. So many things it's happening. Like, right, mm-hmm. Get yourself out there. Be mm-hmm. be able to connect some dots. And, and one thing that like you know we're all we're all on the screen now, right? We're all on the cell phone, and it's like one thing right. that a screen really does is like it makes the big things seem really little, and it makes the little things seem really big. You know what I mean? Not visually, but in perspective. It's like this, you know, the world's most famous puppy. And then it's like war in Ukraine. And it kind of equates the two things. And you're like, what matters more in my world? I get to decide now because I'm looking at it through this Mm -hmm. lens. It's a really interesting tool that way. And it's like, so how does that, how does that translate to, you know, how we, how we uh, ingest art? Mm-hmm. You know, um, does that mean we we do not have like the human ability to slow down and enjoy something? You know what I mean? Like, uh, I don't know. It's it's. I might have just gone off on a stone tangent, but I no, I think you're right <laughs> on, dude. Because this, you know, how media has changed and it's moving <clears throat> towards this more short form and shorter attention spans. Because mm-hmm. you know, it's like, well, let me just scroll through a bunch of quick videos. You know, that's the it's the right. TikTok era now. You know that right. we're now in, and <clears throat> is I don't not everyone's art is made to just be channeled into a 15, 30, 60, 90 second reel. Right, you know right. the. In, I think a lot of Instant. like the energy that you guys mm-hmm. give to your audience and the people in Humboldt County through the music, it doesn't mesh with that. I'm just gonna like just give you a quick ten seconds of it. Like that's you know like that's not. You guys are trying to like touch like right. people, you know, with your music. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And so it's interesting. And you guys, but you guys have still <laughs> stayed relevant. Made the music dope. Put it out. You know what I'm saying? So that's a testament to it. In, in the face of things going in that direction of less, you know, less time in your ear, the impression that you get on somebody's ear is shorter and shorter. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, exactly. True. The amount of time that we get in somebody's ear is getting less and less. And so, you know, sometimes it's nice to remind yourself, like, <clears throat> taking a breath and slowing down isn't, like, the, the worst thing in the world. You know, you have that option. You always have the option to, like, put it down and relax for a second and chill out. And like what we were saying earlier about, you know, you know, people always be on their phones and the messages and, you know, you're always so attentive to it. It's like we, again, we grew up in the kind of a MySpace pre-cell phone era. So it's like it's not that foreign to me to just leave my cell phone at home when I go to the movies, you know what I mean? Or leave it, you know, in yeah. my backpack. I grew up in the, the CB era. <clears throat> right, the CB. Hey, yeah. You grew up C-C. in the CB era. <laughs> yeah. You know? Out in the hill. I was the first. <laughs> yep. Got so a copy? It's still, when people are, Ten you know, four. We, we're not completely up on it. We're still trying to learn that game, you know, the social media game, the branding game, the movie. It's and like that, right behind the curve on Yeah, we're right behind the curve on works, it. but. And, we, and that's another reason why not, we're not, you know, we don't get down on ourselves for that. You know. Like you said, that's not really 
wasn't really 100% part of it anyway. No, exactly. That's like, that's like. Everyone's like, you missed the boat. It's like, that's not the, that wasn't the trip I was taking. That's like the. We had different tickets. Right. It's the new way. Navigate that as we, as we dip dip into it here. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's, it's a, always, it's a shifting landscape, right? It's a constantly shifting landscape. You got to navigate and it can be very difficult. And uh, again, no disrespect to anyone that does it. Whatever path you take, that's that's all. That's rock and roll. It's, it can be. It can be. But and all the things that have changed, you know, hand to hand music, how you ingest music, how we buy music, how you all of the things that have changed over the last, let's say, ten, fifteen years, ten years. The right. only thing that hasn't really changed is person to person performance. You know what I mean? Right. On stage performance. Me getting on stage with the microphone and looking you in the eye and rocking my Live. bars to you. That's the same. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe it's old school, but it's like that's that that's the part we've always loved. That's yeah. our strength. That's what we you know. That's how we rock it. Um, that's how we connect with people, and that's how we kind of uh, self therapize. Yeah, you know, for sure. Mm-hmm. Bang out a beat, write a song. Right. Like, he was banging out a beat when I got to his house to pick him up today. Yeah. I was like, like, you oh, like, I just, I got to turn off the studio. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. it's cathartic, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. We're just heads. You know, it's like what, again, what Case said when he came through. Like, we're just, oh, we're just fans. We're just heads. You know, and we love to perform live. Yeah. Because we're those kids. Grew um, up through that. That golden era, like you said, just, yeah, of course, it's very influenced by by some of the greats in that period. It's like, all right, damn, mm-hmm. like, like we were talking about, like the the whole era of that confluence was pretty crazy. So mm-hmm. takes a takes a humble head and become a super fucking fan and writer and start doing your own thing, pushing your own little wheel of the circle down the line. It's like, oh shit. That's how we're doing it. That's how we're doing it. Right. Keep keep pushing. You know, it's the same with the, the weed game or whatever. It's just like, all right. Develop your own little thing. Find your own little, your niche, your way, your fucking crew. It's like all those things. Okay, shit. We got, got a little formula now. Mm-hmm. Now we're dialed in. Now we can, you know, without, you know, just stalemating out. It's like you can just keep shit in motion. Oh, shit. Now it can be relevant and in the time in this crazy way. Pretty cool. Just gotta keep going. Yeah. So big ups to everyone out there, keeping keeping up the culture, keeping mm-hmm. keeping it alive, and yeah, we're gonna keep doing our part. You know, that's that's what we do. Yeah, we'll be that's rocking all, out at Glen got, Blair so, Junction you know, on the twentieth. Reach out. Oh, sick. So yeah. we'll be doing it out there. Yep, shout out to all the those heads. Big ups to the producers on that one. Mm-hmm. That's a 420 show. That's on 420. Big yeah, ups yeah, to yeah. 420. We'll be taking the skunk well, train. Humboldt holiday. Yeah, riding the Hope train for Fort Bragg out to the junction, so rocking some wild. tunes. So, um, we'll yeah. probably end up rocking close to the full write-ups, write-up album from start to finish. Yeah. Um, pretty close. Yeah, That's five five or nine tracks. Yeah, five or nine or yeah, we'll, we'll, we're gonna rock the owl. There nice. we go. 
Yeah. Make sure y'all go out to that. That's on 420. Where is it? The at, that didn't I just place just open or no? No, no. So the 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 junction um, the, where the where the show will be is called Glen Blair. The uh, the the skunk train will be leaving from Fort Bragg um, at 4:30 on 4:20. So you come, you know, get your tickets now. Show up. We'll blaze out. We'll get on the train. We'll blaze all the way out there. Have a good time when we get the there. Food, train. dabs, weed, and then we'll be playing a bunch of live tunes. Mendo Dope will be performing. They got the whole sound system from Christafari and Void Sound System. Um, it's going to be a good time. It's going to be a real uh, kind of exclusive dope party. So um, if, you got, if you're in the area, you got the time, I really suggest getting yourself a ticket and come on on out because it's going to be... It's gonna be a blast. Skunk train. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah. I was I was made for it. Yeah. <laughs> totally. The old, the old skunk. It's a no it's brainer. Back. <laughs> it's a no brainer. It is. Hell yeah. Um <clears throat> let me see. What else did water. I have, fellas? Any questions yeah. that I have for you? You know what I mean? Um you know, with with everything, you know, constantly changing. And you guys doing what I like because I'm a connoisseur of sound, mm-hmm. you know. I've said this on the pod before. I'm not just whatever's hot and that's not what I'm necessarily listening listening to at all. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I'm a connoisseur of sound. So then you kind of flock towards guys like you who are doing it more for your sound and getting your sound out because you can hear that in the music. Mm-hmm. You really can, especially if you're a connoisseur, but you can tell like, no, these are like, I mean, one track that just consistently pops into my head because it's a, a track from last year that, you know, at least is touching for me was Talking to Pops by Knack One. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like when you're, you know, if you're, if you're, you know, just in a trap and, you know, and that's all you listen to on the radio and your mind and your musical taste and your palate is like focused on like all that, like. You're gonna miss something like the beauty of what Knack One did on that song. Absolutely, you know, mm-hmm. a gorgeous song too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen him rock that. I mean, absolutely. Like you know, uh, and again, it's back to the pillars. Back to the don't, pillars. Don't forget your yeah. Yeah. Pay your homage and look at your mm-hmm. what's behind you too, because mm-hmm. you know people are just dope right now. It's just like lay shit down. They got their auto tune and their thing, and it's just like that's good enough you know just lay it down it's like oh, don't forget to look at how these guys were doing it and how they had to come up so that he can remember oh and you can do shit like this too it's a whole other style so, mm-hmm. so you change it up a little bit rock it out you know yeah definitely advantage don't you know don't forget your advantages too it's like right yeah coming exactly. up with all these things it's like you know those those might not be your advantages at certain points like mm-hmm. your, your advantage might be you know back to that like record collecting thing like might not be that you got spotify and all these things you got this old record and it's just dope and you just listen to that record god like, oh, shit's fire it fires me you know it's like mm-hmm. not lost in the void it's just like all right i'm listening to this album enough times just like really sunk in you know yeah a good good amount of time of listening to it mm-hmm important too because it used to be it's what happens right when you have it just sitting there too it's like okay Mm -hmm. that's gonna get played probably several times right sit there it's gonna be more part of your life 
now everything's that's on shuffle. Streams through, and it's like right. you can't even find that if you want. You know? yeah, exactly. You probably could, but it's just you know, right. it does yep. come through that fast, basically. Like, yep. Especially if you're just working and listening to music. God, like, oh, what was that? Mm-hmm. Oh, the playlist we're all at the whim of the algorithm Don't, now you know yeah and what it's yeah. pumping into your ears you know yeah. what i mean and exactly they so. keep trying to get it better and better and you know right so it's like as we're writing these songs, zigzag like, me and mika have always had a really matrix. great shorthand when it comes to writing songs well again we'll always end up landing somewhere near each other on the same page concept wise rhyme wise you know what i mean we'll find each other some way and we have different styles but they complement each other and that's not necessarily because like they're so different or they match tonally or harmonically or any of those things it's just because we are really good friends and we're able to like write on these similar wavelengths and we always had and it's like a a non-conversation we've always just been able to get there with each other you know since day one and um I tell yeah. people this all the time when they're in the studio and they're trying, especially when they're trying to do something new or they're unsure of themselves, don't be afraid to play to your strengths. Explore something new. Try something new, but play to your strengths. You know what I mean? And me and Mika have found a formula that really works for us. Yeah. We were like, let's we can do that. We can write this album. And, and, and not just like a couple of songs, but a full album that has, you know, a scope to it, especially if we had the help of swizz and just one and g davis and mcp and knack one and pounds and jubal you know what I yeah mean? just like recording just like telling you oh you gotta do it a little like a little more you or a little you know mm-hmm. same thing yeah that's a crucial one it's crucial being able to do it do it well too like you know mm-hmm. talking people through it i know just one's done that for me a ton just, right really just play to your strengths like you said like just just slow it down just like, just do it do it a little more how you would do it. Like don't mm-hmm. don't, be, don't be wiling too hard. That's it's, it's right. all right. You know, it's more it's producer minded too. I guess I've been in that zone anyway. So I'm like, oh yeah, makes sense. And right. Find your find your to... find your pauses. You know, find your points. It's like, right. All right. That's that's cool too. Like mm-hmm. you, know, you don't have to be going all wild all the time, and you got to find the the wave, the wave of it too. To find the the bottoms and the little points like, yeah. all right mm-hmm. here we go here's a little bottom point where it kind of drops out and then oh there's all that madness can come back in proper it's like all right cool but that's that's you know that's what i'd be going for that's what i guess i am going for it's just like, really try to ride those waves so mm-hmm. you'll see Oops. next next things will be coming out fire so dope let's let's keep getting fired up out there just keep mm-hmm. that that building you know? that's it I feel sure. that I'm just seeing a lot of it so mm-hmm. and, uh, I love you guys are making it yours you know that's the that's that's beautiful to me you know what I mean uh, I was just watching a thing on uh, it was either Netflix or some streaming service it was a Rap Caviar Presents and so the first episode was on Tyler the Creator and one of the things about Tyler the Creator is that like he's made it to where he's at He's like stayed consistent to like him. He's made it him. You know, he's not. You know, he's going against the grain. He's a fucking dope beast, bro. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time. What was it called? He's Wolfpack the creator. Or yeah. First yeah. time I seen that, and I was like, Oh go. no, this dude's a fucking genius. Mm-hmm. Like he's flipping the script. Freestyle on songwriting. It's like the next level. You're just like, it's like right. the first time I saw 
heard Lil Nas X in the Old Town Road song. And everyone's like, have you heard this song? And I'm like, you guys don't understand what this dude's doing. He's just pulled the wool over everybody's eyes. He's a fucking genius. Mental, now, mental like, auto-tune. He just blew everybody's minds. He's a genius. Chat I love the guy. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, going. absolutely. Like, anytime I hear those kind of those songs that are able to just fly over people's heads for the right reasons... Love it. That's one you might want to sit down with. Might want to sit down with that one. Buy that one. Yeah, buy buy the ones you don't think you're gonna like too. That's the key. Yeah. Sometimes you're just like, oh shit. That too though. You know what you like. You got that, but it's just oh shit. Buy something that's off, and you're like, I don't. I mean, or whatever. Find it, and you're like, that was that was off, but interesting. Back in the day, you get a mixtape. This (laughs) mixtape has you know twenty rappers on it. So you're gonna go out and you're gonna buy ten albums. For each rapper that has an album, because usually that's as many on the CD that has an album out or on the tape or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you end up coming home with like six dope MCs and then four that you might not like as much. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But then 20 years later, out of those six you liked, two are still rapping. <laughs> and out of the four that you like, you know, one of them is like the dopest underground MC you've never heard. You know, mm-hmm. you, you never know. You never know, and you don't know how your tastes are going to change, and you don't know what you're going to appreciate later. You know what I mean? You might put something on 20 years later and be like, I don't know what I was thinking. This is whack. Or you might be like, why didn't I bump this shit? Mm-hmm. You know? So yeah. definitely listen to all of it. You know? Yeah. There's no wrong way to yeah, do get it. get out of your, your bubble yourself. as much yeah. as you can. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? tough, it's a tough one to do, too. If, you get, I was like, going to say, we're stuck in that. I mean, oh, yeah. I absolutely. We're old heads, dude. I still Be bump my to old pop. shit. Yeah. Country. What, what the mean? hell? No. I'm still <laughs> listening to, like, old shit. Like, yeah, mm, no. can't help it, but... I mean, that's just what YouTube plays for me, too. It just instantly plays right. shit from the 90s. <laughs> right. The algorithm. Yeah, I know. Yeah. YouTube's like, you like the 90s. Yeah. Pull like a little Nas X type of shit. Yeah. It's like <laughs> some weird shit. All sorts of other shit. It's, what's up? Pull something out of nowhere. Yeah. So, you know. Bring it back. Yeah. It's, it's, Mix it's, it's up. It's important to get out of that. It's super hip hop. You know, get out of your frame, especially what you're listening to. And 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 what you're, if you're trying to like... You know, again, I don't have all the rules, but one thing that has worked for me is reading. Like, just get out of your head, read some stuff. You want to write yeah. something dope, read something dope. You know, read as much different shit, different perspectives. <laughs> if you can't actually travel around the world, read from read. somebody from a different country, with a different perspective on the world and how shit works. And, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? That's only going to help you out in everything else you do. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all it's going to do is help you. Yeah, you know, especially with all this, you know, I don't want to get too poly charged on the pod, but with all the book banning <laughs> nonsense, it's like, oh yeah, I haven't been following it hard, but I see it's happening it, though. It's, yeah, don't don't fall for the it's no nonsense. books. Yeah, don't fall. Yeah. You can't books read Toni cool. Morrison. Like, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? Like, I know. No, do read Toni Morrison by all means. What are you talking mm-hmm. about? Read all of it. Read mm-hmm. whatever you can get your hands on. Read the shit you don't like. Read the shit you don't agree with. Yeah, read it all yep we're we we moved more and more as the social media age you know time passes in the social media age we're so used to our bubble oh and yeah it, and then social media reinforces it and so then you get so comfortable and it's becomes harder and harder to step out of that bubble and that's not a good direction you need to step out of your bubble the world exists outside of <laughs> your bubble you have to <laughs> you know yeah you got to you know, for real, because it's it's so easy not to. 
that's why you have to because it's so easy not to that's a big one for humble we were talking about that when we were coming up here uh-huh. he just did the show in mendo and we're doing another show in mendo so yeah like, you know humble it's a bubble too i mean Humble's like, a bubble, Mendo's a bubble. You, but you, you get out. I mean, I know it's metaphorical or whatever, but it's the same. Like, no, you're right. You, know, you get mean, in your little bubbles. It's like that's the crucial thing to do too: is pull some crazy out of mm-hmm. the out of the ethers and make some relationship mm-hmm. overseas and do something weird. You know, just mm-hmm. critical. Would, yep, critical. Be, especially right now, the like Garth Vader move. Shout outs to Garth Vader. Yeah, shout out to Garth Vader for real. He used to always be grinding on some some random producer or something overseas on the internet. He was big on that type of shit. It's dope. That's how it all spreads. That's what's up, see? You know, that's that's a get-out-of-your-bubble type of mindset. Sometimes you got to just be like, all right, Mm -hmm. let's just pull some some strings and do something weird. Especially as an artist. Something bounce. That's it, especially as an artist, because you guys have people looking up to you. So when they see you going outside of your box and listening to different things and everything like that, they're going to do the same. You know what I'm saying? They really musicians. Well, I don't you know, a lot of people say rappers are the new, you know, pastors and preachers. You know what I mean? As, as the church changes in whatever different ways, you know, people are looking to hip hop artists a lot more than they used to be for like inspiration. Well, I would agree with them 100%. <laughs> Follow the sound of my voice to the, no. That's, that's crazy town. That's crazy talk. Yeah. They're tuned uh, in. They're tuned in though, you know. Like you know, I mean, community yeah, leaders yeah, though. No. It is, it is though. I mean, you're talk, you talk, and you become a community leader. So that's mm-hmm. part of how it goes. You know, well, I mean, words have power a, and direction. So there's a huge responsibility with amplifying your voice through a microphone. Right? Is that why you got close right there? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I know. I, yeah. I, I, there's Just, a huge responsibility that comes along with it. Absolutely, especially if we're going to be like, this is something I do on the regular. Or I'm right. going to record my voice and put it out to people. And again, I mean, I think there, I think there's a, a a big power that comes with that. But that's just me. That's just something that I, right. you know, that's the power of words has always been kind of a big deal in my little teeny head. You know, you're definitely a wordsmith. <laughs> so, right? You know, we like that's we grew up just reading and writing. You know, we were reading and writing and and writing Making to music. perform. You know. Yeah. Trying to balance <clears throat> the words and the music. Yeah, it's quite it's like the craziest kids. propelling powers. Mm-hmm. Like you got the words telling you and music, you know, pretty much telling you too, like in a different way, and your emotions and your different the different strings behind it, behind your mental. It's like mm-hmm. it's, it's, a very, then, it's a propelling thing to do. It's like you're you're compelling people here. <clears throat> so yeah, like you said, you got a responsibility and you also, you know, back to that thing, you gotta you know, push forward too and do some some things that might not be PC or whatever you want to say. So it's, it's always a hard one. But I do think it's important to yeah, remember that it is, you know, I don't know. To bounce off what you're saying, it is a, you know, you are preaching, you are trying to teach and do things. So you do have to hopefully have some some control over it, what you're, what you're doing, you know. Mm-hmm. So... It's yeah. hard, especially, you know, freestyling to talk about. It's just like, all right, you know, try to just get control of your whole your whole mode, and that was 
pretty pretty hard thing to do. So and then it's the it whole can... the whole balance of life in some ways. Like, all right, let's mm-hmm. get control of all these modes and put it into the the moment here where we're not stuck in that other zone of craziness. So, yeah, yeah. And life can change around you very quickly, as I saw. Like at the last Fat Bull Cipher, there was a lot of kids at the Cipher. And so, you know, at just the beginning of the cypher, you know, Nag lets him know, hey, we got to make sure that we're, you know, not getting too vulgar with the bars <laughs> and everything like that. So life changes around you very quickly. Yeah. You know, you got to build that muscle yeah. and still keep going. Nag one still had to get up there for three, you know, right. for three Can hours. you do this you know. part and the late night part? Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And like, I, again, change you cuss your, all you change want. Change your perhaps. idea you had. The shit, go for it. You know, I, I cuss more when I'm speaking in conversation than I do in my rhymes. For I sure. cuss all the time when I'm talking. <laughs> my rhymes, I don't cuss at all. Because it was no something we came, we decided a long time ago. We were like, there's so many fucking words in the English language that if you're literally writing your cuss words into your rhymes, then it's kind of just a little lazy. That's just the lazy freestyle. That's Those are the lazy, lazy freestyle, freestyle words. Tool. That's, like, that's, oh. I mean, you could do that and freestyling. Then, 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 Why would you write that into your rhymes? That sounds right. good. You know? no. <laughs> and then they'll just... Uh, I've seen it where they're just, just us. Yeah. Again, that's, that's. I don't care who. That's most people. You no, know, I just don't feel the need to do it. You know what I mean? I can use other words to emphasize what I'm trying to say more than that. Right. Whatever. Mm-hmm. And I mean, uh, and again, we have, there's definitely at least, I think there's like two or three cuss words on the write up. So it's not completely clean album, you know? Um, We're not fully not, Christian. No. <laughs> Certainly not. <laughs> It could be a crutch, though, you know, just yeah. cussing, and you know that bec- that can become a crutch. It can very totally easy. become a crutch, and it's a crutch when you're freestyling, and you know you get into these little modes where you you have these little phrases, and these, and most of the time they involve cussing, motherfucking, and I'm a motherfucking beast, and you know, and that's cool, and that's yeah. how you gain momentum and learn your fucking how to rock the beat. They're power words. Yes, but when you're sitting down and you're writing, we felt that we could say more without that it becomes deeper without using that and that's just right i mean it's, it's the whatever. editing process too. it's just Sometimes the editing process like, too yeah. yeah probably don't need that one like, couple no. and i not to say Couple's we don't good. cuss in our songs we do cuss in songs when we fucking want to well, just like anything it just it loses its its power it too. loses its power like, if okay. every line is it's too many lines of it. You see it a lot. And it's just like, all right, it's too many lines of it, though. Like, yeah. Regardless, it's like... Especially when you're writing it. You're just looking at the if paper. You do that, like, if you do that line... I motherfuckers in like, a 16-bar verse. I got to cut these out. I mean, I'm getting lazy. Could be a style. As long as the bars before it are just immaculate. Like. As long as the bar, I mean, that's the thing, though. It depends on and who you it are be immaculate and how you deliver it. If yeah. it's DMX, but he gets away with usually it. Usually, it's like... DMX, mm-hmm. gets he gets away you with just it. just throw that out there <laughs> what's your style i mean no you're totally right you're totally right but for us writing you know as we're trying to like piece our songs together we're like that just doesn't fit what we're the overall tone of what we're doing yeah, i mean neat tone is like so it's very just kind of it's a little it's a little dark but it's pretty airy overall it's yeah like it's, you know doesn't really call for it that much either it's like you know mm-hmm. when you know, i hear you doesn't call for that it's, it's not the mode that we're we're right. kind of floating over here on a different mode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, when I hear Eli air, freestyle, air the the, low, yeah. definitely, definitely. No, when I hear Eli freestyle, you definitely 
have to listen. You know what I'm saying? It, your your bars are inviting a person to actually listen to what you're saying. Yes. You know. Yeah. So like, and and I I think that there's there's something um there's a power in that. You know what I'm saying? Like, again, mm-hmm. that's compelling people to listen. You could just go up there and. You know, and it'd be one of the dopest, hardest rhymes, and you're, you know, the 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 bars are all this and all that, but they could leave that verse if you're doing that and not remember anything mm-hmm. that you said. Right. Right. <laughs> so, but you're doing like... And then it's like, what's the point of freestyling at all? You might as well have been spitting a written verse. If, if you're just going to be rapping to the void and, and rapping so fast or so insane, you know what I mean? And and again, this is just for me. This is how I internalize and vocalize my style. But it's like I keep it real simple if I'm freestyling. Sometimes I'll get in tr- – if I'm freestyling most of the time, if like in front of a live crowd, I'll keep it real simple. I'm going to spoon feed them. <laughs> I am going to spoon feed them a good time. I'm going to make sure each and every single person that I make eye contact with makes – they understand what I'm trying to say. What I'm getting across. And now that I have all their attention, now I'm going to get them all to jump, make some noise, rock that shit, pound their drinks. You know what I mean? I'm going to get them to fucking party. It's conversation. Conversation. And remember every single word that I say because I'm speaking very clearly. I know how to use a microphone, which is 99% of other MCs' problem. They're just like grappling, wrestling with the microphone. Mm -hmm. Why are you torturing this poor little device? (laughs) Just hold it. Like anything else, normally in front of your face, and use it. It's like any other tool. It's weird. You know? It's a weird thing, but it's what a I weird... do with my hands. Yeah, what do I do with my hands? I do with my hands. Right so it's like when I freestyle, I, I don't, I don't, you know. Again, I'm not the best MC, so I'll leave it up to Flo J to get real crazy with and bust out all the sickest metaphors and go on these long multis <laughs> and do all that, or I'll leave it up to Knack to rap for you know. 38,000 bars and just hold down the night and just kill it. But when I get up there and I have my little bit of time, I'm going to do something very memorable. I'm going to do something that, you know, is, is that people are going to talk about later on because they're going to remember it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's my goal. Um, yeah. Because I know that, like, any time I step off that stage might be the last time. Yeah. And I never get sauce. to go back up there. So they're going to be like, damn, did you see the last time? If it's the right sauce, yeah. Right? Like, that's if it's if this is the last time, Especially, then I'm going to kill this. Like, the hypest show, too. Like you said, people are already so hypey to start laying them that little spoon-fed conversation, and it's just like, they just go nuts. Mm-hmm. They're ready. They're just, you know, everyone's mm-hmm. open. Because I'm not and out there to... created in that way of, like, just... <laughs> every, yeah. I'm yeah. just there to facilitate the show. show's already got show. people here, so you're just, yeah. Yes, I'm there to make, just, like, just facilitate the show. I'm not there to prove bring, that I'm the best freestyle rapper bring ever. In, bringing in those couple extra heads who are out there, like you said. Right. Like, hey, you over there, get up. Just the simple, like, mm-hmm. like you said, we're just partying. I'm just, yeah. you know, bust, I'm just, I'm just busting your balls. Like, yeah. Bust your balls. Come on in. Come on you in. Know, laugh party. with me. He laugh at me. He's the best at that. All those like things. Break down that whole wall real quick. Right. Like, break down that that wall. That's gone. That's mm-hmm. just, we're all here. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what though. I was about to say. That wall. That's so interesting. It's a because tough balance. It really is. You guys be at a at a venue doing an event, and there'll be D, a DJ playing. And so at that point in time, the people there, the focus is not on typically the stage, unless the DJ is like a super dope DJ and he's scratching, doing you know, just there's different times periods where they're focused on the stage, but. 
you know, I think when there's not a performer on the mic, it makes it all the easier to just kind of like mingle and your attention's elsewhere and your whole entire psyche's with like maybe, you know, who's in front of you and who you're with yeah. and everything. But when you have somebody dope on the mic that's compelling you to watch, like you guys are talking about, you know, that conversation, that exchange, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's the sign of a dope performer yeah. that knows how to pull people in. Yeah. yeah. That's what's up. And you're breaking that wall because it's real easy to just not and... You know, it could be somebody that's not compelling you. And so then you're really focused. You focus more on maybe dance or, or whatever you're doing. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But there's that wall between, no, I'm my focus is up here. Well, that's why we're a good duo on stage because I'll get their attention. And then Mika's got such a deep voice when he gets on the mic to start spitting. As soon as his voice amplifies through the microphone, everybody's everybody's head turns towards the stage. Right. What? Mm -hmm. They go, what the fuck's going on right now? They all turn and look. Huh? What's up? Just like that. Just like prairie dogs. You see it every single time. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so, we, we uh, you know, that's just like a little gift that we've been given as a duo. That we both have these, you know, teeny little gifts and talents that we bring to the table that complement each other. And again, that goes back to us just kind of landing on the same page. You know? True. Um, and just being just able, out that way. Being able to, yeah, work with a lot of the same people and just... Mm -hmm. be in the same rooms for the right little points. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. And then we always had MCP, you know, kind of to, to keep us on our toes because he's a, he's a wild card. We should have brought, brought P. I wish he was here right now. I wish I, I should have just given him the address. <laughs> it would be like, five, shown be like five or six dope. more hours, but, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll definitely have to get him on at some point. Absolutely. Dope. Yeah. We'll get P up in here. He's, you know, he's a riot. Might make it all make sense if you... He yeah, might make it all make sense. Yeah, yeah. he'll fill in the gaps, man, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. absolutely. Guys, guys, the mad genius definitely taught me taught me a lot of what I know about writing, and this guy taught me pretty much everything about like live performing, crushing. You know, that's definitely no no disrespect to anyone else and all the other teachers, but big time to these two homies and our our journey through this this medium. No, we're uh, trying to mold up for y'all. So. Mm -hmm. Appreciate it. Chemistry's um, still rolling. You guys are still doing things. Yeah. You know, we got this show coming up in a couple weeks. Still, Hopefully we'll book still more doing shows. The summer and... Hopefully we'll get the uh, summer arts going again. Yeah. Got to make sure the crew's all ready to rally up and do it proper. That would be sick. A, the write-up at the Summer Music and Arts Festival? Mm -hmm. or, hell yeah. yeah. We, did, we opened last year on Saturday. Early under morning, some, some but, rough um, circumstances. No, but uh, I think no we, surprise. Oh, that's yeah. right. You guys sure were there. That's right. Yeah. We yeah. were. We usually perform in we one stumbled stumbled out the gate. Here. Yeah, no, you was, guys are representing Southern Humboldt. It was cool. Yeah, yeah. you know, and and uh, again, the people that run that event are so gracious. They're just like, yeah, of course, you know, they hooked us up and gave us a really great slot. Um. We so, helped out yeah. quite a quite a set. It was pretty cool. Yeah. But I'm appreciative that you guys are uh, still moving out there, and um, I want to encourage folks to keep an eye out for Mika Sun and Eli Fowler, whether it's at the Fat Bull Cipher or any other events. You know, and when you see these events, come out and show support for hip hop in Humboldt County. Like it's crucial to have people coming out. We got to mm -hmm. reach that critical mass, and we're all going <laughs> to do it together. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely.
little, little drip by drip, you know. Mm-hmm. That's it. The photographers, like everybody, like we need that. Shout out again to Bob Duran, you know, mm-hmm. who's out there. Um, you know, and I'm that's not going to start naming individual names of people, but there's people that I like, friends that are out there, you know, doing this, some of the same stuff, videotaping, photographing. Mm-hmm. We got to continue that. You know what I'm saying? That, that's what social media was for, to share it out there, let your friends see it, mm-hmm. tag people. You know, I'll tag like t- everybody that was there in an event when I make a post so that way. It's not to like I'm not. Anybody who knows me, like, I'm not out here just trying to clout chase and I know all these people. Like, that's not even it. I prefer people to be able to network. Like, right. if you were at that show and you saw that person and you're like, oh, that's them, add for, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's all about, you know, the networking and growing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Totally. That's what's up. It's a big, it's big things that need to be facilitated or little things, however you want to look at it. So, mm-hmm. You know, call it what you want to, but it's, yeah, trying to get people together is what it's all about really like you said like at the end of the day performing and getting together and celebrating yeah straight you know, up watch what comes right mm-hmm. good things come from that so mm-hmm. yep. don't forget to be at be at those things be at those events anything we've talked about and we rambled on about quite a few but you know just gotta feel like hey if, if i don't show up this shit ain't gonna be right i gotta, I gotta show up and show out mm-hmm. make the event pop like you know Yep. It's a big one. Straight up. Yeah. Coming with that mindset too. Like mm-hmm. I, I come out, it's gonna it's gonna go down. Regardless, you know. Regardless what you're doing. Like you said, holding your phone, taking some pictures, whatever. Might right. it might might spark something cool. So Yep. Keep coming out, keep doing cool shit, being creative. Mm-hmm. You know? And that shit's like hard said, to do for us, you know what I mean? We're out there. Whole marketing like, it depends on shit like that. Phones. Too. Yeah, you know what I mean. Fucking around, their foot taking pictures. And we all, all just tag sometimes, that. We all just tag that stuff and build off it. You know. I mean, sometimes it just we forget about it. Sometimes it, you know, time goes by. I'm not the best we, at it. I'm bad at it. We're if I do do it, it that's what how it's gonna happen. Yeah, it's gonna be Big almost by accident. Like, oh shit. Oh shit. Oh yeah, my, I got my phone up. Go video I do this us real quick, and, you know, and it'll be like a 15 second it. video clip or something, you know, silly. <laughs> we don't know what we're doing, you know. Everybody's flying off the cuff. Gotta trim that down. That's too long. Too much right. attention. Fifteen. Right. <laughs> trim that bad trim boy that down. down. <laughs> yeah, trim that way down. <laughs> Straight up, uh, you know. That's how it is. But it's like so. Yeah, you know. Um, and and we have to encourage you know everybody to come down and participate and and have a good time and 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 leave your you know preconceived no bring your preconceived notions with you and have them changed when you're there. Yeah. Bring them with That's you. It. Take exactly. everything that you like think that you're gonna see and bring it there with you, and then be like, "Oh, this isn't that at all." And then your life, your right. yeah, all go your thinking doors are you're open. gonna do something crazy. Mm-hmm. If you don't, it's all good. Right. If you come and just get stoned and vibe out. That's cool. Too. Totally. Yeah. Bring all those things with you. That's fine. <laughs> and see what we do. No. No. Yeah. Because yeah. when we rock, we do something just a little bit. I'm not gonna say different, but we do our own thing. You know. Yeah. We usually we usually manage to have some good times. Yeah, I'll say that. It's like, it's never been too many times where it's even if it's empty, there's still there's something going on. Someone stepped up. So yeah, it's always, mm-hmm. it's always good vibes, you know. Yeah. It's, yep. Absolutely. There's no doubt about that. So. Mm-hmm. Definitely come out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll so what? Uh, if, if I was to ask you, gents, um, you guys don't have to say anything. You guys got any um, music on deck coming out 2023 or any drops that you have planned? 
I'm working on a project right now, you know, uh, back to what we we're saying about, you know, this is, this is our passion this is what we do to keep ourselves sane. So I'm, I'm about to finish up a project with mental case right now. That's kind of a, you know, a, uh, tape cassette, four track recorded, uh, album. It's going to be a, a dedication to the singer songwriter, Daniel Johnston. And uh, we should be done with that pretty soon and have that out by the summer, um, Dope. if not sooner. And then, uh, you know, me and Mika are going to dive back in, um, wrangle G. Davis, and uh-huh. hopefully get started on the write-up, too. That's what we're working on. Oh, we got to wrangle G. Davis. We got to wrangle G. Davis. <laughs> yeah. We're going to start can... from the, the roots, the yeah, percussions, the, roots, the bingy. Wrangle G. Go and, and Swizz and Just and get everybody back on, on the boat, and we can... Uh, Start working on the write-up too. Yeah. That's what's up. You know? um, we've got a couple of ideas about which kind of direction we want to take it in and how we want to work it. But kind of like the last one, it's not it's not something that we're gonna force out. We're just gonna let it do its own thing and let it take its own shape and be its own entity. Yeah. And uh, that way, it can be as honest as possible. You know what I mean? Word. Yeah, that's yeah. that's it. Yeah, I got a couple things I've been producing. I got a couple homies. MCP did did some works with him. Yeah. Hope, hoping to put those out, you know, at some oh, point. Hell yeah. Got to figure out all the fine details of being a producer. It's a whole different thing. But mm-hmm. and then I got another buddy of mine from down there who he started working on a few tracks too. So it's, uh, his name's Frosty G. So yeah, Frosty. Frozen, Frozen Star. So yeah. okay. trying to work on something with the youths and you know just build building more on the production too frosty's got a lot of talent younger cat younger cat yeah big up to frosty g big big up to frosty he is definitely a talented so home kid yeah absolutely there's some there's some of them down there still repping yeah totally i mean we're still you know we're still like the only one of the only hip-hop contingents from southern humboldt still a pretty tiny scene down there um still a pretty tiny scene down there we're still We've been here for 20 plus years, you know, and again, no disrespect to anybody, anybody's town, Northern Humboldt, just that's just where the, the, the bulk of the MCs more and going on. heads are going to be. Big. That's where more is like going we're on, saying, you're you know what I mean? Me and exponentially Mika, we're just, we're grow. born and raised in Soham, you know, we're both born and grown in the hills, we're born and grown down, really? that's where we're from, that's where we love to be, and that's, you know, so that's yeah. where we represent and feel at home is in that kind of area and in that environment. Um, and so we feel very fortunate to be able to represent for Southern Humboldt County. Yeah, it's weird. It's kind of weird know, to represent hip hop from that that lane. Too. From that, from that That's lane. It's such a weird lane, lane too. It's like it's dope that you're you guys representing hip hop from like the the most off lane. You know, it's pretty. Tr- it's the, a trip, like yeah. the, almost like rural. I mean, it's of course rural. we got into it from the the weed, the farming, but it's still that's rural. Like you're a farming, basically. I mean, we never 100 percent identified as that, but you know that's like a lot of the, again back to the culture and the building and the teaching. It's like some of those things go along with that. So. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. reggae, I mean, the reggae influence, the reggae, live yeah. music influence, and the poetry influence. So you have all these like spokes in a wheel. Some of the things that the you know cannabis community definitely helped Absolutely. to build up. So you're, absolutely, mm-hmm. and just you know, yeah, I mean, 
I think there's a lot. I, I want to bet. I'm not down in Soham a lot, but I want to bet that there's a lot of youth down in Soham looking up to you guys straight up for what you guys have done for the hip hop scene in Humboldt County. With a, so, with, yeah. a, with a smaller presence being down there. I, again, I still feel like there's kids that are probably interested in being involved in hip hop. And um, that's why we need something like, I wanted to give a real quick shout out to this Humboldt Hip Hop Congress that just started. Mm -hmm. Hopefully we can continue Word. to grow hip hop in this county where to where we can start to get money for programs for hip hop in Southern Humboldt. Like that's right. literally a goal for, for me to see happen as a part of this is to see hip hop have more presence in so in Southern Humboldt. You know, I can't speak to the kid I can't speak to all the kids, but I can definitely say that when it comes to like our core fan base, the people that have been there for 10, 15, 20 years, I mean, we that's why we're still up there doing it. You know what I mean? Is because of those connections. Sometimes we perform in front of a, a, a bar full of eight people that we've performed in front of 20 times before. You know what I mean? It doesn't make it any less different or special. Um, we, you know, we're up there rocking for, for our hometown. Mm -hmm. you know, we're still yeah. yelling those same names. I mean, I'm rapping the same verses. So what if it's in front of the same people? You know what I mean? That's a trade. That sounds equal. Whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, once I write some new shit, I'll get a new crowd. How about that? <laughs> That's how it works. <laughs> It's usually how it works. Yeah, for real. <laughs> no, that's dope. No, I, I just, I, I love what you guys have done and continue to do as representatives of hip hop for Southern Humboldt County. And so, you know, it's only right that uh, as, like we've talked about, hip hop is this kind of like more pop culture thing now. Mm -hmm. More people are seeing it. I want to definitely say that. I want to estimate that more people are seeing hip hop mm -hmm. than it used to be. And um, you know, so it's gonna be good to for continue for to let for us to continue to let people know about the infrastructure that does exist, like the Fat Bull Cipher. You know what right. I'm saying? And, you know, avenues for people to go and you know just practice, right? And and, involved. and 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 to that end, like if you're up here in Northern Humble and you want to be an MC, you want to be a DJ, you want to be in a hip hop group and you want to do shows and there's all these places to do shows around here and everybody's booking shows and you're trying to find it. Go down to Soham. Go check out the Stone Junction in Garville. They will mm -hmm. open their doors and let you rock whatever you want to rock. They're super, super friendly, awesome people. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Go down there and, and, and open up down there. Shout um, out to the Stone Junction Bar. Yeah, I mean, when we first started, we booked all of our shows in Arcata. <laughs> Because we knew we were like, you know, we're we're gonna we already have a solid fan base in Soham. This is where we need to, you know, do mm, our thing. So we were up out. at HSU yeah. and in Eureka, and our, we made our uh, the Red Fox was our second home. You know what I mean? The Red Fox is like our spot. <laughs> that was Fox. Eureka. We're not from Eureka. Some crazy you know, memories. We were holding it down. Um, Stories of the Red Fox. And that's uh, not yeah, to be no, like we jumped no. into anybody's space or anything. That's just because it's like we knew that we had to branch out and to get everybody involved to really make an impact and so i i encourage anybody up here to go down there and and throw a show mm -hmm. and see who comes out because it might not be it Reverse might be sold out. out yeah they just had a soul almost a sold out show at the Matil for a hip-hop concert that i didn't even see any promotion for oh it yeah, was all DB kids i didn't see a single flyer for that nothing that thing was 
packed. Mm -hmm. So they're the kids are down there. They want something to do. So there's bars. There's you know all ages venues that you can perform at. There's different options, and I encourage anybody to do it. We knew the youth were going to come out for that one. Who would have known? Yeah, I didn't even know it was. I was. I rocking. was gonna go. We were at Stone Junction with, yeah, with we went Object, to Object Heavy, Heavy, and I was oh, out yeah. performing with Object Heavy that night, mm -hmm. rocking. You know, and me and Mika were getting, you know, we're having a good time. We weren't drinking back. nothing, but we're just bullshitting. It. I get home, Definitely. I see though, there's a hip hop show at the Mateel. You know, in our home, like we're not, we were in Garberville. We're from Redway. Like you said, <laughs> packed with youths. And that's our town. What the fuck? People right. from, yeah. I'm sure yeah. a lot of kids from up here too, for sure. Oh yeah, no, it was packed. It was packed. Mm -hmm. So and that made me feel good. I was like, kids okay, are, you know, kids are about a bag. The kids are about sure. a bag. They are definitely That's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> the kids are about a bag right now. Who would have known? You know, uh, makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. There, it's, I, I'm on the same level with you guys. I barely. I think I saw one piece of marketing that's weeks before the event, and that was. It and I don't know. I, I ain't. I ain't talking I, nothing about nobody. I'm just saying. I no, haven't no, heard of them. nothing about I, nobody. So I was like, and, I was in like, fact, okay. big ups to them. The, the Matils yeah. notorious for that though. They just like I, pull someone off a tour and be like, you want to stop in Red Wing or right. or, or some they, promoter will do it. You know, man. But what did they just? Mm -hmm. I mean, and just be like, oh, we could stop in Red Wing. Yeah, yeah. To to fill it out like that with very at least from what I saw, minimal marketing to fill it out. He's obviously yeah. got a following. With the, yeah, the under twenty. Yeah, gang, for mm -hmm. sure. Because they knew too; they weren't going to do the show anywhere but the Matil, probably somewhere they could get that many uh, people that, in there. That mm -hmm. age, that demographic in there. You know, that I mean, demographic every, too. Yeah, you know. Um, and shouts out to the Matil for still opening their doors to all kinds of music that they're going to big be shouts to big that. Big shouts out mm -hmm. to the Matil for that. Um, for recognizing Putting that. Putting some hip hop in Humboldt. Absolutely. Southern Humboldt. Absolutely. You yeah. Know? We need that. We need big venues like that that have love for hip hop. You mm -hmm. know, that's crucial. Yeah. And we need, you know, one of the things that I, I would advocate for as far as our scene is we need more legitimate journalists from our local publications vouching for our scene without the use of, you know, uh, a charged rhetoric when describing what it is we're doing mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. letting people know what it is we're doing. Just a vote of confidence from the people that are in charge of writing right. about us. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe just some, I don't know. But anyway. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. You know what I'm saying? And it's not that hard to do. I don't understand. I, I, I feel like now, slowly as hip hop, like you said, this wave is going on. You know, I've seen things happening where there are local media organizations that are watching. They're, keep, they're seeing what's happening mm -hmm. now, whether... Whether or not they're coming out and having a presence, which would be important too, like that would be cool to have like whether it's any hip hop event to have like local media come out to that, you know what I mean? It'll mm -hmm. just that synergy's got to happen, and they're not f fostering the right imagery. I, you you definitely hit that on the right on the head, yeah. you know, it, about hip hop in Humboldt County. They're not fostering that. And no, so, no, there's a big, uh, you know. This is something we've faced since we were, you know, we've seen, not that we faced it, we've seen it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. We've witnessed it. Um, be, you know what I mean? We've, we've seen it. Like, you can't be the rapper in Humboldt County. The people are, you know, the people who 
run the county, don't want to put on the big rap shows, the big, the big, you know, the big uh, casinos, the casinos don't want to put on the big shows, the big, you know, we've seen it as it as it keeps going. And then it's like, oh, now the big uh, venues do want to put on hip hop shows, but they're only going to have these folks and not going to have any local acts because, oh, but now they're only going to, you know, what I mean, and it always shifts and it comes in waves and it changes and we've seen it. And it's it's how, you know, it's like a weird balance between white fragility, socially acceptable morality, and the economy. And that's where Humboldt County tries to find itself in a comfort zone where it can say, no, we're cool with everybody. Just don't do this if we don't let you, if we don't like it. And if you do do it and we don't like it, then we're not going to like, you know, hook you up. And that's something, again, (laughs) that we've witnessed just being from Southern Humboldt. I mean, Southern Humboldt has you know historically gotten the short end of the stick when it comes to the county and you know provisions taxes uh, uh, amenities money for roads parks schools hospitals the courthouse anything mm-hmm. you know what i mean so we've seen that just being from southern humble and then you add hip hop to it and they're like you're from so hum and you rap we're not, we don't want to have anything to do with that. We don't want to have anything to do with rapping from Southern Humboldt. No, with just that alone. It's like, what are you talking about? You're Murder Mountain personificated. And it's like, that's not what this is, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyway. We got, we got to change that image more and more with the media. And it's up to the media to do that. Because let me tell you what, hip hop is not taboo, you know? And so if the media was more on board with just doing even the most basic things, like you saying, like putting articles out that just don't have any charge rhetoric, just, just like paint the a, picture. a yeah. fair. Just yeah. that alone. Yeah. Just paint the picture. Just that alone. Doesn't have to be all weird. Right. Don't have to be all weird. And again, we see it just being from Southern Humboldt where it's like the thugs in Southern Humboldt are doing this. And then you read any sort of hip hop show and it's like the thugs of the hip hop show. And it's like, what? language are you using what you know picture are you trying to paint because you're drawing these parallels between things that don't exist so you're i mean that doesn't and then you're saying take this as a uh, sufficient evidence of my theory mm-hmm. yeah. it's all conjecture the freedom of speech and the censorship is it's a tough one it's the a tough thing one absolutely like, mm-hmm. it's a constant well, balance of and that's why we need okay. like uh, outlets like K Mud, who I feel has been supportive mm-hmm. of hip hop mm-hmm. in Southern Humboldt County and up here too. I mean, K Mud, <clears throat> shouts out to K Mud. So much love to the mud. They will <laughs> let you do anything on the mud. That that is a just a kingdom of chaos in the mud. I love <laughs> Shout that. Shout out to the show. Purple Basement. <laughs> Shout out Purple. Mika had a show on the mud for what four years. Longer than that. Longer than that. Oh, dope. Restless Rebel. Restless Rebel. Restless Rebel show. They went for, yeah. Went for years. Quite quite a few years. Sick. Is that post subset? Yeah. Yeah. Post subset. Dope. Yep. I was on the mud spinning hip hop. And then before that, they had call in karaoke. Yeah. Which was just the most (laughs) insane thing you've ever heard of, Dave. So. Uh, if you man. if you are yeah. listening to the radio, you can't call the radio, right? Because of the feedback that'll happen, right? Right. 
So what the call-in karaoke was was they're gonna play the song, you're gonna call on the, but there's also then there's also a latency issue where you're like behind the music by a couple of seconds, you know, because <laughs> of your, it's your voice going through a radio and then coming back through your speaker. Yeah. And there's this feedback stuff happening, but on top of that, the person who hosted the show would play a flute while you were trying to sing the song. Okay, and this show was on Solo. the air for years. <laughs> Years. I'm talking anarchy on the airwaves, bro. bro this show definitely was... went longer than Purple Basement. <laughs> Purple Basement was anarchy <laughs> enough. It probably was on there for that like a good eight or nine anarchy. years. I mean, this show was on there for a long time. It was the craziest thing ever. And it was on, you know, twice a week. What Now, did it stay on for so long for the element <laughs> that it was potentially funny? Nobody, no one can answer that question. <laughs> no one, yeah, right. No one can answer that question. Probably. Nobody knows what happened there's, to the people on Roanoke some, Island, and nobody knows why that stayed on the there's air. A, there's a cult <laughs> following somewhere for that show <laughs> for comedy in, like, Russia. Obscure internet. <laughs> there's some obscure following for that. Totally, dude. They got it all chopped up. Oh, this my Colin God. It was the most insane thing ever, dude. But, dude. It was. It, but it was also, yeah, I mean, it was really entertaining. So it was Purple Basement. So it was Purple Basement. Yeah. We used yeah. To play all so yeah, Madness. much love to K-Mud. Yeah. Mad yeah. love. Send them your music. They will, they'll probably, they'll find a, a way to play it. Most mm-hmm. likely. Yeah. That's what artists got to do. got everything. That's for sure. Exactly. It's, uh, you know, synergize with, I hate that word, you know, it's that, you know, buzzwords, these modern buzzwords, but collaborate with DJs on the radio. You know what I'm saying? Go in for appearance on radio shows like Eli was talking about. You guys went out to Just uh, Right with Goldilocks and stuff like that. Continue to do that. The radio is an avenue to get your music, your story, your whatever you're doing out there. Absolutely. You know, it's one of those underrated undervalued engines that still exists Mm -hmm. yeah you know for sure it's almost untapped around here you know except for the few like uh shout out to knack one who was just on drezar and droop's show on humboldt hot air you know like that kind of thing you know we need more and more of that if if people are wondering you know um how how people are finding out about that DB about a bag show, you know what I'm saying? Like it's all about the marketing. You gotta mm-hmm. hit all your different fronts. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And you know, so definitely go see radio artists. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, radio DJs and mm-hmm. collaborate, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, and and shouts out to all those guys that have that have been pushing our stuff on the radio for so long. All the old heads, all the old uh, you know, DJs and and, and Disc jockeys Word. that were out there for so Big long. Up Dave, stuff. Dave Wave on came. Dave <laughs> Wave, you know. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, who else? Dave Silverbrand. We'll throw it way back. Let's there go. We go. Let's go way back. You know yeah. what I mean? Rest in peace. Rest in peace to Dave. So Dave. you know, all the old heads, um, Pete Meyer, all the old radio heads that put us on back in the day. Um, much love, you know. Much love. Yep. Absolutely. Because um, it goes back to what we're saying about you know same with like Rex and and all just the more, representatives of the more hip hop need in, those spokes yeah, you know what I mean more hip hop on the radio those platforms huge. those supporters those people that are going to be just like stalwart you know engines of the scene mm-hmm. um, and it and it's also like it's you know 
back to what I was saying at the beginning. It's like if you're just at, whatever you're doing, if you're out there and you're doing something helpful, however you're doing it, and you're having a good time doing it, fucking rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> That's it. And just adding to the scene, making it you know more and more. Right. Yeah. Because if you think it's cool, then it's cool. That's how cool works. So yeah. just. Be you fucking cool. cool. And your friends think it's cool. It's <laughs> cool. It's be fucking yep. cool. That's it. <laughs> well, you guys are cool as fuck for coming and doing this pod with me. I really appreciate you guys. We got baked and just started talking for a minute. Yeah, yeah. That's the dopest the pod right pipe there. Was in effect. It yeah. worked. Sure. It worked. Hell yeah. Well, I appreciate all the listeners and watchers that have been wa- that watched this episode and listened to it on the Hip Hop Humble podcast. Make sure you tune in. To future episodes, shout out to Eli Fowler, Mika Sun. I'd love to have you guys back. Um, a maybe before the write up too. You know, mm-hmm. that there was, you go. That'll we'll be, be back. Dope one. Yeah, we'll yeah. you guys are always welcome. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks. Very cool. Thanks again for having us up. Totally. Absolutely. Cool link up. All right, fellas. Till Til next, next time. time. <laughs> <laughs> I love having you on, Eli. You know what's up, brother. <laughs> Peace, y'all. Peace. Peace.